what shit did we miss from last week? Did we? Well, miss no, that's all tied up in this shit, bro. And Swab, I just gotta tell you, bro. I purposely like I put in that GIF search thing. I searched for something, and the minute I saw something it was Stephen A. Smith, I chose it. <laughs> The I minute like, I saw oh, Stephen A. Smith, I'm like, I don't even care what he's saying. That's the one. Like, how the, how the fuck we put gang in the group and I'm the first one to get trolled? Ain't this a bitch? <laughs> Bro, I gotta tell you, man, my love language is giving you shit. As you afraid, I'm not afraid. I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not, I, I know that. That's why it's like, it's funny to me when we do it. But there are some people around that situation that oh. do that shit and they, they don't mean any uh, type of bro, bro. levity about it. Yeah. Know, You've I, seen it. You've been in there. Bro, I've known Deuce Freight for a decade and there's not one motherfucker in this world I've insulted more than him. That's rough. <laughs> uh, welcome to my world with Swab. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, I always got to deal with this senior citizen and this goddamn bro. senior <laughs> moments and backlash and, and just cantankerous moments. And Android phones. Yeah, and Android phones. Like, man, where are your Werther's originals? Hey, listen. <laughs> I hate you, dog. All, God, I hate you. Listen, listen, listen. Get your bag of cream savers so you can calm down. <laughs> y'all, y'all gonna make me Max Caster again. Listen. <laughs> hey, yo. Listen. Out of, out of the ten, the ten years I've known Deuce, and no matter what we've gone through, one thing has always remained the same, man. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you right here in front of everyone. I am so fortunate and glad that you introduced me to your favorite auntie. Cause dude, she has changed my life, bro. Like she could suck the chrome off a trailer hitch. Good God. Oh my Lord. Oh man. That is dicey. I'm gonna talk to Michael Will, man. Somehow he's the first beneficiary over me. I don't know how that works. Oh man. <laughs> this is this is where shit goes way left. No, she was broke when she sent me the address and it said fucking Benbrook, Texas. Oh Fuck my you, god. Alright, hold hold on. Alright, just let it ride till I figure out what I'm gonna do. Okay. Balls like an assault rifle. Hit you in your temple, Leo tried to thought stifled. Hide a while, ain't it? Nah, I ain't gonna do that. It's violent and false words. I'm the boss, no Sasha Banks. My flow on Shaba ranks. Ugly as a motherfucker. Sharks in my think tank. Section under the DJ booth when Onyx was G5 next to the sour box. Just sipping sour socks. Soup break. Shit, I fucked that one up. Pick me up. That don't fit anyway. Here we go. I'm more than a level up. I'm lapping my devils up. They wish it to help. One more time. Reading the shit that's on the page. Focus on news. I'm more than a level up. I'm lapping my devils up. They whisper to hell with us. We wishing them best of luck. Then giving them tickets on spirit to join the Mile High Club. Cause we can give a flying fuck. I like that. Put a pin in that You can't play me, but you fuck you pay me. Nigga, Andrew, life is on. Uh, right here, right here. 
can't play me, nigga. Fuck you, pay me, nigga. Scoundrel life or army, better yet a navy. Nigga, tear your AC, nigga. Take this hell for trying to get a run around the Jesse Owens. Buy my coin, pimping paperwork that Donald Goins. Pick up, take out from Glorious, hit the wall off a story, you beat the walls off the whore that you love, and she say you horrible. Mm-hmm. Try to cancel me from an misogynistic lyrics. Ironically, I respect you for trying to get your rep up. You probably shouldn't have stepped up. You're obviously not a step up. No, that's who I don't even use that word. Um, no, I'm good. It's a vibe, it's a vibe, it's a vibe Frankenstein with the lines when I rhyme It's alive, high five to myself, I feel nirvana Adam's family energy, I do say what I wanna chase And come on, come on, come on, no boy George You'll get that later though Porsches with four doors, but no room to save a hoe Make the dough, rake the dough, save some dough Take some dough, pay some folk, make them folk Come and kick your dough to see when it gets hit before I cherish every branch that's on my family tree. If you don't share these roots, then you ain't standing with me. Pray for vision. It's something that I'm trying to see. Photographic memory, 4K HD. Get the picture? I want it clear as 1080p. Cause the pixelation's different when you vibing with me. Obviously, the narrator, I being he. Tell you stories about the legacy he trying to leave. I don't trip and keep a couple of them stuck up my sleeve. Which allows me to pull Apple Card for my jeans. Colin on a polar bear. Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now... Available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. The verbs and nouns and pronouns and adjectives, participles, Presbyterians and all that (laughs) that you just heard, courtesy of the mayor of Oak Cliff, Texas, Mr. Fomo Year Suave Burgundy. My co-host. Look, man, it's just com- it's just complete sentences. It's nothing. It's nothing major. It's complete sentences. That's Let, it. No, listen, 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 listen. listen. Hey, yo. <laughs> okay, quit quit being modest. I'm not even going to introduce myself yet. Listen, if you you cannot you cannot listen to that track and not acknowledge the problems of Oak Cliff, Texas through being mm. the most slept on MC in Dallas. That shit Whoa. was unreal, bro. Whoa. That shit was uh, unreal, uh, Suave Burgundy. Tony, I need that. I need to email that to me. I need that. DJ yeah, Tony Snow that. is in the building. Back with the I game. I am outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. <laughs> and I'm all about giving people flowers. Suave Burgundy, Suave Burgundy, that was God-level shit, Suave Burgundy. That was God-level shit. And while I'm giving people flowers... Shout out to Ron Murray. I fuck with you. That school supplies shit. Price just went up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. price Ron Murray, up. you are the fucking man. 
Shout out to Ron. Shout out to Ron Murray. It's nothing but love, man. Let's go. Boy, this episode finna be lit. Hey, look, that song slept on summer from the paper label company. Hey, um, my guy, the kid Flames. We go back like Flames. You know, recliners and you know what I'm saying. So, um, produce boarding pass on the, hey, on the hey, first hey, Swaptoberfest. Hey, Swap, hey, uh, hey, Wood, can I make a request, please? A request? Do we we do we, 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 we have requests? Can, can you can you can you please pr- play the uh, Ron Murray price just went up soundbite three times in a row, please? Price it. just went up. Price, price just went up. Price just went up. Straight like that. Also in the background. Uh, give, giving uh, actually Tony Snow has a peanut gallery tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The homie Deuce Freight is in this bitch. Hey, <laughs> Ron Murray Jr. in the building right now. <laughs> oh, Ron Murray. Hey, look, I shoot him a I shoot him a DM and see if he gonna pull up real quick. Hey, I seen Ron Murray go Sean Kemp on a mini rim. Ron Murray got hops, me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all missed it during, oh. during during Suave's track that you played. I got so fired up. I did a Ric Flair knife edge chop to Deuce Freight, bro, and he <laughs> returned he returned it with a great Kali knife edge chop to my head, and I almost died. Oof! Hey, on the cool Uncle Dax is out here taking the throne on chops. Boy, like, we just gonna keep it a thousand. Uncle Dax is out here we serving. We gotta keep it a thousand while Dax Harwood wrestler of the year. Hey, on the cool. He's also hit ta- the bell. He's also tag team wrestler of the year. <laughs> go to sy4mayor. Go to sy4mayor right now. Uh, look at my stories on Instagram. Uh, Slept on summer is out now through the official band camp through the paper label. Shout out to the kid flames. We'll have a full blog rollout on sy4mayor.com soon as I'm done doing this. So by the time you're hearing this, it's already there. And you know, I mean, do better with your life. I mean, shit. You step your bars up. Look, I can't ask everybody to do everything, one at a time. Just start doing better with your life, and we'll worry about the bars later. That may may not even be for you. Your your constituency thanks you. I I love them right back. (laughs) I gotta give them something. I gotta give them something to love. And and there it is, Tony Snow. You ain't been on here in a minute. We appreciate you hopping up on here. Do we? Do we need to? do we need to hold off or do we need to go ahead and just drop this this news on them now? Because in the middle of last week's no. recording, I had got a uh, no. a, a message. Oh, I'm sorry, what, what's Suave? Say like Snow need to tell us about all this player shit he got going on before we get too riled up on the other shit. So hold tell on. him about the Halloween party. Wait, no, hold on. Before we do that, so tell him what, about all the shit. So, so last week I was I, I was I don't just going through my phone doing due diligence while we were recording, and I got an alert. And I, it's very rare that I actually pay attention to alerts when I'm recording. And a spot, by the way, you're listening to this on Friday, August 26th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said yeah. 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 Uh, hold on, I'm the guest. I get to get it. I get to be in this shit too. Start bad, it over. My bad. bad. We'll testify then. <laughs> no, no, start it over, Wood. Come in. Start it over. Let's go. You're listening to this <laughs> on Friday, August 26th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, of our Lord. I said, yeah, of our Lord. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. church says, testify. Yeah, of our Lord. 20 and 20. 20 and 20. 20 and 20. Hey, man. <laughs> 
Tony Stone's on a good one over there, boy. I'm telling you. And uh, Bruh, so, but last week, what last, what strand are you on this week? Corona Extra. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know Tony caught what I was doing. Yes, I, I love the fact that you know sold that. No, I, I am no, I am on. I am on uh, right now. I'm actually dabbing some garlic slurricane, um, mm. and it's quite lovely. And as far as uh, everything else, I'm on some Corona Extra, and I will. You know, I'll say it right now. I have started seeing a young woman, and she is a Latina, and I love everything Mexican. So I'm on Corona deal. Extra. And it's fucking great. As I'm drinking a uh, a 24 ounce tall boy Topo Chico, pause hard. (laughs) Garlic hard pause. Wait, garlic slurricane sounds like a really fire ass wing flavor. Hey, shout out to Too Cold. No, I don't. It does sound like a fire ass wing flavor. Like I would get some garlic slurricane wings. Like give me a 10 piece all flats fried hard. But no, so um, blue cheese on the side too. I. I for the last three years I've been a commentator with Texoma Pro Wrestling. For the last two years I've been the lead commentator, and uh, I'm also the lead commentator for Red River Wrestling. And uh, for the past I don't know how long I've been uh, since last November I've been the resident DJ at Bubba's Brewhouse, the only cannabis friendly and encouraged uh, venue in Oklahoma, or as I call it, Smokeoklahoma. And so I made a few phone calls, pulled some strings, and we have Texoma Pro Wrestling coming to Bubba's Brewhouse September oh, the 17th. Delo Brown is going to be the main draw. We are having a fatal four-way match for a fatal four-way ladder match. It's going to be crazy. We have Shane Taylor in action. And get oh, this, wait, wait, guys. wait, hold, hold on, hold on, have- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said Shane Taylor. Whole, whole lot, lot of gang of shit. Gang shit. The baddest of all time. The baddest of all time. The lion in the jungle. Champion of four companies. The guy I've known for five years, and he scared the shit out of me in every fucking minute of all five years. Founder, Shane president, Taylor. and captain of Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, he's yeah, done he, Listen, and I will go on record saying that Shane Taylor's done more for the culture in pro wrestling than anybody has in the last decade. Ooh. But anyway, Ooh. Um, Ooh. so that's, that's hot. That's a hot take, Mr. right there. Mr. Wobble, Mr. Wobble, y'all know Mr. Wobble, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Mr. Wobble yeah, is going to be wrestling. Is going to be wrestling Santana Jackson, the Michael Jackson impersonator wrestler, the guy <laughs> that went, the guy that went viral doing the moonwalk DDT and all that shit. Like he's going to be wrestling Mr. Wobble at Texoma. It's going to be dope. And so. I'm going to be there as well doing my commentary thing. But as soon as the show is over, I'm going to be doing an after party all night because that's my venue. And I have asked um, two people that and Suave can verify this. I've been on Suave's ass trying to get him to come up and perform at Bubba's for a minute now. For a minute now, I've been hitting Suave up to come and perform for a minute now. These are truths. And and finally, I have finally. The Suave has come back. Dude, why are you stepping on my spot, Suave? I was going to say that shit. God damn it. You got to text me the shit ahead of time. <laughs> That's how Stop, communication you're worse works. Than my commentary partner stepping on my shit. Finally! Oh. Finally! The Suave is coming back to Smoke, Oklahoma. Suave Burgundy, Trey Dangerwood, man, my dudes are going to be performing at the after party after Texoma. That is right. I got. 
September 17th. Bubba's oh, Brew House. Gang shit. Wow, I gotta figure out a fucking set list. Man, Dude, there's listen, a uh, there 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 is Do a. That song that we just heard over and over again, and that'll be enough. That shit was amazing. That's why I'm, 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 I'm gonna go. I'm gonna no. go on record, and, and I'm gonna make a judgment call on this one. We have to start it off with 316. I bet. <laughs> So, so there's one. There's one. Here's the dope thing about it, gentlemen. We're going to have the people that were there for the wrestling show are probably going to hang out for the after party. And then we're going to have just the regular regulars that are coming. The show's going to be done by 10 and the bar's open till 2. So, Aha. yeah, exactly. We're, so, we're going yeah, to gonna have the most, uh, the most high energy, relaxed set <laughs> and, yeah i want to provide some ambiance yeah yeah there it is like if you if you if you about that drink you, you you're going to be satisfied if you bought that smoke you about hold to be on, satisfied hold on hold on hold on hold on my, my dude the, the mayor of oak cliff just said ambiance if life was a scrabble game he just got a triple word score right there <laughs> This is my uh, life. Like, hey, oh shit! Vocab corner in today's word is ambiance. To quote the great Pharaoh Munch, "My life is all I have." Oh. <laughs> my life be like. No, but not to gloss over snow. I really appreciate that. Like, yes, all I'll, bullshit aside, all, all my extra capping that I'm gonna do about these bars later on. Right now, I appreciate it. I'm glad for anybody who, who enjoys it. Like I say, go, go. I just put the link in my link tree. So if you on ever, all platforms, you'll be able to find it. If you ever want to see me not talk, catch me and Suave on stage. I, I talk with my hands there. And uh, right. I'll, I'll let Suave handle all of it now in verbs. One thing that I think that people, especially in hip hop, man, people leave money on the table when it comes to the fact that it's so easy to cross over from hip hop to pro wrestling and vice versa. I was don't, watching. Don't, don't tell them I want the first bag. Don't, listen, don't tell them. I was watching an interview today. I'm a huge Chris Van Vliet fan. I love the guy in real life. I've been around him a few times. I love his interviews. And he was interviewing Billy Corgan. And Billy was talking about how he wishes that some of the Smashing Pumpkins demographic was into pro wrestling. He's like, if I could get 50,000 of my Smashing Pumpkins fans to buy into pro wrestling NWA, I'd be good. And so I think so many hip hop artists <laughs> that are wrestling fans too are leaving money on the table, man. There's such a, a crossover, dude. Like last week, I got my dude Deuce Freight to fill in on commentary at Texoma. And he was a, a, a perfect fit because there's so many parallels between hip hop and wrestling. It's theater, it's stage, it's performance. If you can get one, most of the time you can get the other. I tell you what, this is this is my wish. <clears throat> I want a table for seven. <laughs> Me, Wood, Snow, Teddy Long, Billy Corgan, Master P, uh. West Side Gun. That, that's, that's it. That is, that. that is the podcast killer right there. Dude, Daniel Garcia, like, like Deuce said, Daniel Garcia had his shirt on last night. Come on. Like, look, fuck a podcast. I'm trying to negotiate a fucking. Uh, oh, 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 I'm sorry. What do you mean? You, you, talk, you talking about an actual table for seven? You talking about a sit down? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I got to dust off these the These are suit. the things. Yeah, these are the things that I'm asking for. Oh, man. Straight like that. 
These are a few of my favorite things. I feel like I want that for my birthday, and we're far enough away from it that we can actually work this out. Man, I'm really, I'm really glad. You know, guys, I'm I'm glad that I have such good uh, herbage and and, <laughs> and Corona because I've been fired up all day about what happened in AEW yesterday. There's been and so there's been so so much like because so, so last week the last last, the week, last the last day as a pro wrestling fan has driven me to drink again. So you're welcome. Last week Jeez. we uh we we ended the show. Uh, on we recorded on Tuesday, and then we we purposely waited until Here, our Lord. <laughs> no, no, don't make him do that again. It takes too long. It, it, it takes a lot of energy to do that. Let, please don't make him do it again. We, we my wait, bad, my bad. My we bad. wait. We waited until Friday. We wait uh, to make sure that no, no shit hit the fan, and we end up having to add in what at the time, and I do mean at, the fan at, at the time. Was a a masterful CM Punk uh, body bag, Brandalorian, if you will, right. lump of coal. That didn't right. age too well. We're and, gonna have to rename it if Punk is out here cutting promos in 2022. And uh, yeah, because I, I really like. We expected some call shit. it the Punk card. We we expected some shit, but we did not expect what we got last night. As we have a winner. Undisputed AEW World Heavyweight Champion and John Moxley after he handily, or as as Jim Ross uh, so eloquently put it, he whipped CM Punk's ass. Why? 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 He whipped his ass is what he did. Why? Why? CM Punk, Tell it like it is. CM Punk's only title defense as AEW Champion came in the it's same city. Match. match. In the same city that he lost his first UFC match. Yeah, There's some cool. trivia for your ass. <laughs> Is it though? Not really. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. We we here, so we're, I'm, I'm gonna jump out and ask this question. Is, hold on. Is this is this what we're doing, guys? We just gonna jump right into this shit? Apparently yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it. So, what would inspire someone to take the top money and ratings draw and world champion and execute them on free TV? There has to be more fire with this now, smoke. I, I understand. I understood why you had the match on TV because you needed the rate, ratings boost. That's why Kenny's return was on free TV. You need the ratings boost. That's a negotiating ploy because if the ratings go up, then you have a better leg to stand on. Even though I'm like, okay, what are they going to do to turn around and do this shit in, in a pay-per-view a week after? Okay, so but, so so I'm going to I'm gonna start this out with a little insight. Um Please, that's why we got you. That's, that's why you're here. <laughs> first off, I want to shout out my best friend and my mentor, Teddy Long. Theo! Um, dude, a whole changed, lot of fucking gang shit. Dude, changed my life, and I'll always give him credit for it. But we have a podcast that's it's dropping, guys. I've been saying this for a year and a half, but what happened... Flip was going to drop it on his podcast label. Flip became the senior A&R at Music Access in Dallas, and he shopped it to them, and they agreed to take it. And Music Access is distributing Hold On A Minute Player with Teddy Long and DJ Tony Snow. There it uh, is. They want, the whole first, they want the whole first season, and they want to sign on for a second season. And I'll go ahead and give you guys an exclusive for season two. Teddy and I already have confirmations from Al Snow, JBL, 
D'Lo Brown, Boogeyman, and um, who was the other one? Who was the other one? Well, yeah, we'll probably get too cold on there. Who knows? Oh yeah, some guy by the name, some guy that I drove around Dallas hotboxing named RVD. So, <laughs> well, I've heard um, of that guy before. He, he, yeah, he, I think I yeah, I think I've seen him before. Uh, and so, shout out, man, shout out to Teddy Long, dude. I'll tell you, but um, we one of those episodes of our first season that will be dropping. We interv- interviewed a guy named Mike the Truth Jackson. Are you guys familiar? Is this the, is like this the, is this the enhancement talent to the to the stars from the eighties, Mike Jackson? No, this is the UFC fighter that beat the shit out of CM. Oh Punk yeah, 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 That's yeah, why I heard yeah, that name cause, yeah, because he yeah he tweeted not that like recently, and it was funny because when he actually did the drop, he's like, "This is Mike the True Jackson, the Punk Killer." But anyway, um, so. One thing that Mike Jackson told us about CM Punk, who's all, he's a lawyer, by the way. Mike Jackson is. Go ahead. And and let me tell you guys, I am a huge CM Punk mark. Okay, um, I was always a fan. I remember being on the road and watching Monday Night Raw in my hotel room when he cashed in and won the World Heavyweight Title because I was a fan of his when he was in Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Like CM Punk was, all, I was always a fan, dude. Like he was my dude, bro. And when he retired and he left, I was supporting him. I was there at 2011 at Money in the Bank in Chicago. That was the first WWE pay-per-view that I ever saw live. Mm. Like I, I got to know Colt Cabana. And when I got to know him, I, I, like you can at Cole Cabana will go on record saying the day that I met Cole Cabana, I was like, man, it's a pleasure getting to know, get, meeting you. And don't take this the wrong way, but man, this is probably the closest I'll ever get to meeting CM Punk. Like I said that to this man, you know what I'm saying? Like I was a CM Punk fan, and when he came back, <laughs> when when he when he came back, I was a fucking fanboy again because CM Punk is back this is my hero he left us and now he's back and he's gonna do things right this time you know what I mean like this is it you know what I'm saying and and then this shit happens and one thing I Mike the True Jackson told us on this podcast I don't respect CM Punk he said he is a selfish egotistical dude bro like there is nothing about him that says anything about being a team player or being there for the greater good. All he cares about is himself and the money he's making. He doesn't care what he's got to do to get it. And that hurt me, dude, because I'm like, man, this is my dude. And then over the past few weeks, starting with the shit with Hangman Page and then all this shit we've heard about the unrest backstage and how he's threatening to leave because he's getting booked the wrong way and he doesn't like the fact that all this and that and then and then what happened last night man it's almost i'm at the point now where i just wish he wouldn't have come back at all mm. uh, okay so to that i say this <clears throat> especially with the thing with adam page because apparently that was tacky as fuck bro but okay people and i we say this on, i say this on the show all the time people don't recognize the slap that led to the gunshots like just because you got gunned down doesn't mean you didn't slap somebody beforehand to start the shit like don't get mad because I, I kill ants with a sledgehammer I got bit can you hit that triple H here's the thing uh, thing there for me please Wood. here's the thing the, the promo that 
that CM Punk was mad about, that was written and fed to Hangman Page about Cole Cabana being that comment about Cole Cabana. That wasn't off the cuff with Hangman. Who you think wrote it? Whoever wrote it is okay. So Page is fucked up for doing it, and then whoever wrote it is fucked up for writing it. But more, more, either more way, over, no. moreover, we never, we never had to hear that if Page didn't execute that shit. So I, I, I give him one hundred percent fault on that one. Yeah, Page could have made the call and say, you know what, this is tacky. This, ain't, this ain't no shit I need to be saying. There's another way to do this. We can do better business. Hell, Punk apparently Punk it ain't lost a step with promos. He could have helped you with some shit. But here's my thing. How do you know Punk didn't write it? <laughs> if he did, all the more better. Great. Right. Then that means Adam Page need to be around here trying to get some motherfucking money. I ain't. When the last time you seen Adam Page on, on on Dynamite or Rampage? Where it mattered. Other other than a backstage segment, turning saying, down the young bucks. That's what I'm saying. Where it mattered. Where it fucking mattered. But here's my whole my whole point with this. Because like, you're saving him. He's supposed to be an attraction, man. Like he was saving like, him for what? He was the fucking world champ. Like I'm I'm so sick of people. That say that Hangman was a transitional champion, that his title reign meant nothing. This no, guy nah, went an hour nah, nah. That, that, whoever, he, he wasn't he, a transitional champion. He was a poorly booked champion. Like Thank you, you. Like you Thank can't, you, you can't, uh, you can't give somebody a championship and then put them in a sixty-minute match that goes to a draw against Brian Danielson. You don't do that, and then you don't put him in a rematch that goes thirty minutes where he goes over Brian Danielson and calls it transitional. You, that Brian Danielson. There's nothing transitional about his title reign. Yeah, Uneventful at, at all. Other than some, maybe poorly booked. Absolutely, but with with everyone with their panties in a bunch about CM Punk returning fire, whether it was some shit that was written, some shit that was a freestyle, some shit you read off your phone, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. You shot a slug and then you caught a drum in retaliation. However, with everyone backstage that reportedly has their panties in a bunch and they're mad and even offended about CM Punk deciding he might want to leave. Wood quotes a, a famous hip-hop quotable on this show damn near at one point weekly. Got motherfuckers saying they made hove. Made hove, made hove say. say. Okay, okay, so, so make, make another, another hove. <laughs> so, okay, re- replace the fucking numbers I'm doing. Replace the, the draw the draw that I'm, uh, I am on pay-per-view. Replace the draw that I am in TV ratings. And then I'll gladly walk the fuck away. But until then, stay in your fucking place. Did, now, are you getting shot? Did now, he legitimately get hurt in the match or was that? We, we don't that know. We, the- we, we don't know. I, 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 first of all, I didn't see how hard that foot stomp was and if it actually hit the foot, number one. Two... We don't even know if he was officially even cleared to to, to compete. The from, fact, but but there, the but there's fact more. That Moxley tried to, the fact that Moxley tried to grab the foot and twist it off probably tells me that it's not a real re-injury. So what okay, he, so so when this freaking jobber student that's not even a like legit pro wrestler yet called me out on Facebook earlier saying he was hurt, he was full of shit. We, it's possible again. Again, here's the thing. We this guy, this guy, this guy who's apparently a pro wrestler that I've never heard of, but he has a promo pic of him standing in front of an entryway. So I guess in his mind that makes him a professional. He told me like Punk was hurt. They changed the match on the fly. He legitimately hurt his foot and tried to make me out like a fucking idiot. I mean, when, you see your ex go up. How there was no, that there's there's one. There's no X. Here's the biggest red flag of them all. From the book of Paul Heyman. I don't remember 
remember his name because he's. Uh, I don't know who he is, bro. I don't, don't know. And don't go look that shit up either because ain't nobody paid us for promotional consideration. <laughs> paid for by the no, following. his name? I don't know his name because he's a student. I don't know who the fuck he is. He puts a ring together and wipes sweat off people's nuts. I don't student, know. student, oh. teacher, faculty. I don't give a shit. PTA member, which I give a damn. From from the from the school of Paul Heyman, though, if you're not last, you're first. A unification match, a, 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 to make a title undisputed, should not be the match prior to the main event, which is the semifinals in a six-man tag wait, team wait, tournament. Wait. I'm not ready before, to get into that. Well, I'm yeah, not that part that. before you get to that. Cause that that's some other shit. That's on Kanos, and we yeah. gonna get to Kanos in a minute. Yeah, thank you, Swab. I'm not ready to get into that yet. We're yeah, this CM Punk and Mox. This, this shit with Punk, and remember what I start, what I actually um, text Wood in in the moment was like, did CM Punk just drop the title, and this is his swan song? Like he finna walk off into the sunset on this. His first title defense. The you look, gonna shit on him that hard? You the, gonna but, answer this no, motherfucker that hard? No, but if you if if what's true about him being disgruntled and you know he's a malcontent and you know he he has traces of egomaniac and he just decides, fuck it, I'm tired of dealing with y'all. I don't need this. I have money. I'm cool. I'm married to a beautiful woman. I have money. I have more money. And as soon as you get through counting that, I got more money. Let's I don't count. need you. You want to you want to have a little quick peek into how big of an egomaniac CM Punk is? I watched an interview with him. Somebody did at his apartment in Chicago, and this man in his kitchen on his countertop, he has the urn from when he wrestled the Undertaker on his countertop as a cookie jar. <laughs> That's actually pretty fucking baller to me. But keep I'm in, not gonna lie to you. That's some cool shit. Keep in mind, this is the same motherfucker who took a belt after his contract was uh, officially expired and put it into a refrigerator. Like, is like is some of this shit like <laughs> other people taking him too seriously? Because that look, being a malcontent and being an introvert—that's some shit I am 100 percent in tune with. I'm in that club, right? So I'm like. I mean, we find quirky shit funny sometimes, or we do shit that to entertain us and no one else. So, how is it that this many grown men, this many grown men, are like they have their nipples twisted about what CM Punk decided to do or don't do? He okay in this situation, I kind of feel like he got a, a valid gripe. If he feels like a motherfucker went off script and decided to say some shit that was air quotes real. I cool. You didn't disrespect me. Here's, so here's why. Here's why people. All these people you just talked about have their titties in a twist. Okay, listen, listen, yo, yo. <laughs> um, pro wrestling is all about making you feel things. Mm-hmm. And that that that's it, bro. And whether you agree with it or not. And I'll just speak for myself. I can't speak for you. I can't speak for any of the thousands of listeners in the Broken Pits arm. Actually, you know what? Listen, I I know that this girl that I'm seeing is probably going to be listening. I know that if my my I know like two or three friends of mine will be listening. I know that Suave's mom will be listening. Wood's mom will probably be listening. So we have at least eight (laughs) listeners that are going to hear. So, <laughs> don't forget my wife and daughter. So that's ten. We're in the double digits, famo. <laughs> we are live. Listen, 
as fuck. CM Punk made me feel something. Pause. Pause. <laughs> yeah. When I was there at Money in the Bank 2011. There was electricity in the air when he made his entrance. It was unreal, dude. I, like, that's why he was one of my favorites, man. And so, if he made me feel something, I'm sure he made other people feel something. Pause. And so, <laughs> you got all these guys, they're emotionally connected to this dude who left. And it's like your daddy goes away. It's like CM Punk went to the corner store to get cigarettes and never came home. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> he came home. Like, daddy came home and he's back. And so now everything that you felt is amplified because daddy came home from getting cigarettes and he loves you again. And so, and then all this shit happens. And so now they're upset, dude. That's why, man. CM Punk is a Fuck master in feel things, bro. You didn't hug me and love me the way I wanted to be hugged and loved. So now it's fuck you. Yes. Kiss my entire ass. In my best Delarie's voice. <laughs> my, don't my, don't you dare bring up Delarie's name. <laughs> I want to know what the fuck it is Quick is trying to say. Who getting shot in the pinky toe is all I'm asking. Who? Apparently, who? apparently, who, so. apparently, whoever shoots slugs at CM Punk and don't kill him, you getting hit in the pinky toe and everywhere else. So, so don't. So I've listened, Suave. I've been wanting to ask you specifically these two questions because I, 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 I take your advice and your take into more weight to it than a lot of other people. So was this like a work? Is CM Punk? Really disgruntled, were they burying him on TV? Or is he gonna be back? Or is this just is he gonna be written off like MJF is the first one? And number two, who's gonna wrestle Dean Ambrose at all out? These are all fantastic questions. Oh um, and I'm hoping you have the answer to him. I don't it this may be a work inside of a work. Or or what we we would refer to as a work inside of a shoot. Uh, I'm like, about to say is this a work shoot or a work that worked itself into a shoot? What's going on? I think Swap? I think Help it's a, I think it was a work that worked itself into a shoot. I'll exp I'll explain here in a second. A shoot that turned into a work, but it's still a shoot. So if if what we hear, which of course is what we air quotes here, if punk is really on some shit about how things turned out or how he felt disrespected and then which led him to come back and shoot his slugs about the um the apology needs to be as loud and as public as the disrespect like if you if you were you had enough nuts to get out here and either read somebody else's words recite someone else's poem or come up with your own shit to shoot at me then why would you not expect me to get back at you this is what i do if you don't know, if you don't enjoy or you don't remember shit else about CM Punk, you know he can shoot slugs with the best of them. And he's creative at it, too. He's not just like, it's not just a fuck you. It's a creative fuck you. He ran he ran numbers last week. Like, he literally ran down numbers last week. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a skill within itself. Go ahead, though. Yeah. So, in, in knowing that, if everybody in the back is really heated about this now, like basically it looks like there's a split in the locker room of modern indie versus traditional wrestling almost. Like people who like the, you know, strong style and traditional wrestling and actually the the FTRs, the Eddie Kingstons, the 
Brian Danielsons, the the even the MJFs of the world on one side, and then everybody else. If it's really split like that, and then he really is in a situation where he's like, man, if this if I don't get the respect due, then fuck everybody. I can just go home. That I respect. It's like, look, I'm not gonna sit around here and play with y'all. If if you're gonna take this approach and you're not gonna be solid about it, I don't have to be here. Like the money's cool, but I got that. The championships are cool, but I got that. The recognition is cool, but I got that. Let me leave and let you understand what life is like without me. He never has to show up on TV again and can eat off merch for the rest of his life because his merch is that impactful. So I, facts, and he can make his own ice cream bars at this point. <laughs> how, many, how many of those t-shirts with the cross arms and the lightning bolt have you seen in your life? Come on, man. Countless. More than enough to know that he ain't hurting for nothing. And if, so that, you know, and that's you know a very real in the public too. So I'll say this: the work is as real as whatever the shoot is backstage. If the if the backstage shit is bullshit, then everything you saw on TV last night was bullshit. If it's real back there, now you got to start debating. Which obviously, the way the way the the injury was handled, it was worked incredibly. But as soon as Moxley started grabbing the foot and trying to twist it in two different directions like a toddler. You knew wasn't shit wrong with his foot. Because <laughs> Punk would have kicked him square in his fucking ear hole. Facts. <laughs> Hold on. Where's that money bag yo sound by? Big facts, big facts. <laughs> yeah, if if I broke if if I round kick you and break my foot, break the foot on the ground, and then you grab it to twist it, I'm going to kick you as hard as I can and whatever body parts sticking out. So that should tell you this is that part's work. What they do next Saturday Hasht- or next Saturday. Hashtag slap nuts. Right. <laughs> You're like, like, yeah, I may not be able to kick you anymore, but I'm going to punch the fuck out of you till they pull us apart. And you on the ground with me, too. I'm going to make sure you don't get up. But that leads me to believe this could possibly have been Punk's ex- exit strategy, which is why they moved it from pay-per-view to free TV. He's just like, fuck this. I'm going to help you pop a number on the way out, but I can't deal with this. So do you As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going with, home until y'all fix it. With this ego that he has that we've well established, you really think he's going to go out like this, looking weak, getting help to the... He's a professional wrestling purist, though, too. He, he has to make it make sense. The, he's all about story. He's all about telling the best story possible. At the because look at what we're doing. We're talking about him. We're not talking about Moxley as being the new champion, no longer interim. We're talking about CM Punk and whether or not this shit is real. So for an egomaniac, that's that's like the eye formation in the playbook. Halfback dive. When in doubt, make it about me. all i'm saying so now what was this what was the other question <laughs> what do you mean what was the other question i'm the one that's drunk god did i did i get them both at the same time I, 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 the I, I, other I, one was he was gonna wrestle moxley it all out dude come on swap the mayor of oak cliff bro. apparently tony khan's pencil yeah i mean my, here, here here's my take on it i don't know if he gets an opponent more so than I think we actually see a reemergence of MJF at an all-out. 
That's the only thing they can save this shit right now. Thank you. That that's Go my ahead. whole point. Crown Max. Crown Max. That's yeah. the only thing that's gonna make this shit come back together. Otherwise, it, what it what it looks like to the untrained eye, if all of this shit is a shoot, what it looks like is Kano's picked a side. And if Kano's and if Kano's real life picked that side, I don't know how AEW is gonna pan out in the next two years as far as what the product looks like. I'm not. I'm not predicting their uh demise or anything but like we might go more towards 2020 than early 2022 with a full house and there's that <laughs> so all right we have the this whole drama surrounding punk moxley Moxley goes out of his way to wax poetic about the fact that he has always been the man since he's carried the belt and has proved that he is the man since he's won his unification in a big match. He needs somebody at All Out, which next week we'll have a double you-know-who ain't going to win because we got Clash at, Clash at the Castle too, uh, as well as All Out Saturday and Sunday in respective order. Hey, is there anybody worthy of a match and, and before we say that before I get an answer for that the fact that we have Claudio Castagnoli versus Dustin Rhodes at on Rampage for the ROH title move, move, move that shit to all out thank right you now. thank you what are we doing like if, if, if no you know I, I told you what we're doing we're trying to get ratings back up because we can't break a million unless who shows up Phil Brooks <laughs> And you know he ain't gonna be there. Hey, hey, listen, listen. Me and Phil Brooks got heat. Don't mention that motherfucker's name around. We can't do nothing but mention his name. He the only one causing headlines around this hoe. And that might be the only thing that saves him right now. It's coming back, showing up as Phil Brooks. Bro, I'm saying. I, look, I, what am I? What am I gonna? What am I gonna tell you? Now all out is if Punk doesn't come back and cut some sort of promo or set up some type of something, I mean, there's no match built for all out. So now your world heavyweight champion don't have shit to do. So who does Punk set up? Who does Punk cut a promo on? Moxley? We're going to see this again. It it has to be Moxley because you have to get your rematch. Uh, You got to have it. Especially since he called out Paige about not taking a rematch. Mind you, I'm watching the match in real time right now. One minute, 45 seconds in is when we get the uh, the roundhouse kick that caused the alleged foot damage. And mind you, the kick pads that he's wearing are thicker than I've ever seen Punk wear kick pads before Dude, in it, my it life. Was a less than, it was a less than three-minute squash match. It was, some, it was an enhancement talent going against Isaac Yankum on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> no, this was a Superstars mm. Wrestling Challenge match is what this was. Every, you, everybody's got to stop this. This this is getting out of hand. We've got to stop this right now. This this has to stop. Got to stop this. We've got to, we have absolutely got to stop this. We cannot keep doing this the way that we're doing. Nah, keep going though. You're, keep you're, going though. Your total match time from bell to bell: three minutes, ten seconds. A world, a world championship match that's sub four minutes in twenty twenty two. What are we doing here? No, 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 no. You got to put the proper respect on that. A world championship match that does not include Brock Lesnar 
that goes less than four minutes on television. <laughs> what are we doing here? That's what I asked. What are we doing? Because you took your top money draw and your fucking top ratings draw and you massacred him on free television and it wasn't even the main event. And you shit on the title, bro. You shit on the title. Yeah, title this goes has to be down. a fucking... It, this has to be a fucking work. There's no way Kano's just fucking self-destructed after four years. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. This this reeks of Herb Abrams energy. I got a I got a bottomless uh, a bottomless bank account, and I can make anything happen I that I want to say happen. You got bottomless bitches. <laughs> you can have whatever you like. I got bottomless bitches. You whatever you like. I'm not trying to get no, canceled on this show. What was that? What was that? Walk and Flogging song? I got a whole lot of money. <laughs> Bitches counting for me. I mean, <laughs> shit. You know, sometimes you got to race. Oh man. Oh man, that's fucking crazy, though. Also coming yes, out of this, as, as if that wasn't enough uh, injury to insult, Thunder Rosa announces an injury and has to step away from the business, while the Fatal Four Way at the uh, at All Out will now be for the women's championship work uh mike johnson says otherwise the work apparently there is an there is an injury that's undisclosed and to what degree will she be out is it, it remains to be seen i'm not so i'm not so the only certain thing, the, only thing, the only thing that's injured is her pride because the women's division in aew has been shit since the moment they put the title on it so funny you should mention that is that, that her fault though that's that's actually where i'm going tony i honestly think that this might be more of a mental health thing than an injury either way i don't i don't think that this will work i think it's more of a shoot i just don't think that is it's what we think it is Either way, it's not being how, 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 how fucking how fucking unstable is this roster? If every time somebody feels air quotes uncomfortable, we're just gonna say fuck it, I'm going home. I got I got I got to protect my journalistic integrity and bow out of this discussion because I'm not I'm not fucking with Thunder Rosa anymore. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's <laughs> that's unfortunate. That's un, that's, <laughs> that, yeah, it is unfortunate. I, I don't I, I, I don't, under, I don't understand. understand. I've had some experiences and I know some things, and so I'm just not going to be involved in the discussion, guys. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, right on. We we respect your right to choose. Well, well, that that brings us back to because bitch, Texas, Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingpin get into it backstage. Thank you. I, I and and hey, come on, hey hey, Wood, you got to acknowledge your source on this one, man. Who who broke the news to you? Hey, I, I was on the road at, <laughs> at before daybreak this morning, and Tony Snow is the first person to text me, not name my son past midnight, and I love uh, you. and and dear God, I'm like, what in the hell? P- please enlighten us. What in the hell happened last night? I got this. I got this from a source backstage at AEW before it even hit the thing. I already know who you're um, talking about too, so go ahead. <laughs> and yeah, so this is it actually apparently happened a few days ago, and he got a short suspension, and he's back from it already. But Wait, the what? fact is, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! So this this suspension gets announced like last night and this morning, and he's already back from suspension. Yeah, it was only a week suspension. It happened last week, apparently. Then why is it a suspension? It's just a cool why. Why is it a story? Is a better question. Go go ahead though. 
didn't get a paycheck and there was a confrontation. He missed a week of pay. That's a big deal. Come on, guys. Like, what? If you walked into work tomorrow and your boss was like, we're not going to pay you this week? Come on, dude. No, no. Um, I, 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 I get that. But my, my thing is, that's not something that we should know about if it happened. What happened to the circle? You know what? You, 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 who, you know what happens in the smart circle? You're in 2022. The circle is non-existent. That's my point. That the you, circle is a sh- the circle is a show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what, what happened was, and listen, guys, I, God, dude, it hurts my heart to say this shit, but I gotta be me and I gotta say it. I knew Sammy Guevara before he got big, man, and he's a different person now. Um. I shout out to Lance Romance. I knew Sammy Guevara when he was in the IPC. He was a great kid, man. And he and Fuego came up together. And um, I did a lot of indie shows with him. And he's just a different fucking person, man. He acts like his shit don't stink anymore. And Jericho's texting him every day, fueling and gassing him up. But um, they were backstage last week. And they have this match coming up at All Out. They've been building towards Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston. And Guevara decided to start calling Eddie Kingston a fat fuck in front of everybody and said that he needed to get in shape for his match and he didn't want to wrestle him if he was going to be so fat and sloppy and all this shit. And Kingston told him to stop and Eddie and Sammy just kept on and on and Kingston swung on him right there in front of everybody and got suspended for a week. Hit dogs you holler. Run your mouth, win these prizes. <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> Kingston actually made a post today apologizing for it, saying, and the way he apologized, I actually fuck with it, because he was like, listen, there was a bunch of unprofessional stuff that went down. He was unprofessional, but I was unprofessional, too, and all I can do is take accountability for why I did. So you got to own your shit. You got to own your shit. So, I mean, that that that's that's to me, that's stand up like you. If that happened and it came out to public and that's how you handle it, outstanding job, Eddie Kingston. Outstanding job. However, <laughs> you have However. Got, you have got to do a better job of managing that type of uh, of aggression. Like I, everybody's mind works in different ways, and if that's a trigger for you, fix the trigger. Like we've he's, seen, he's, Eddie, a street, he's, he's a street dude from Yonkers, man. He ain't gonna let nobody talk crazy to him. Exactly. Bro. Okay. Do you make differences in in the in abuse? Is abuse just abuse or? Are we making differences in abuse? Because verbal abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, whatever, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, all abuse, right? It's all abuse. I mean, but when you when you have that much, like, if you keep telling somebody, shut the fuck up, and they don't shut the fuck up, and you're in a, testost- a, a testosterone-driven environment, you don't think something's going to fucking happen? Like Sometimes you got to fucking race. Man. And sometimes foot races happen. They break out all the time. And you can't, so if, you if can't you go- tell me if it's someone with as strong as a New York accent that Eddie Kingston has and as high pitch of a voice that Sammy Guevara has, if these two are yelling at a high clip, you can't tell me a crowd isn't gathered. Any physical... It doesn't any, fucking matter. Any, any, that's what I'm saying. Any, any, that's a good any, fucking point. Someone had to have been there, and someone had to have been allowing this shit happen. Why didn't anyone get in the middle of it? Thank you. Any, any physicality either should have a been swept under the rug and kept off the radar, or b been prevented if it was going to be this kind of an issue. That's all I'm saying. Which makes me, which makes me think it's a work because the AW is great at one thing, and I mean they are the best in the industry at one thing: keeping secrets. If they don't want some shit to get out, 
It ain't getting out. Hey, hold on. Let, let's ask Johnny Gargano about that. He's the first of like, this he's is a the long, first secret that you didn't know about. Yeah, this is a long time coming as far as, and same thing with Karrion Cross too. Like the, the those two secrets, quote unquote secrets there uh, for WWE, they are the outlier. They are the exception. They are not the rule. Cause how many times did AEW hit like three in one night? Um, I Punk and uh Punk and Brent Danielson on the same night. Nah, Punk's Punk was in the main event. He was already there. It was Danielson, Cole, and then Lethal signed earlier in the oh, show. Oh, that, that that's what it was Lethal and Cole. That's correct. Yep. That might be the coldest fucking hat trick of all time, and nobody <laughs> knew it was coming. <laughs> Hell, they just did it with Motor City Machine Guns. Hmm. Like they keep secrets like a motherfucker. So if they want, if, okay, I tell you what, how you know they keep secrets? We don't know shit about what happened between the elite and Cody. At all. At least not through any. At least not through any sheets. Because yeah, the sheets get everything. Ain't nobody from Fightful breaking that. We don't know the real story behind. Nope. Thund- hey, we don't know the real story behind Thunder Rosa or the full story. That secret. Do do we care though? Thank you. There, there are there are some who do. Not and 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 fairness. Not because I have beef. Not because I have beef or any dislike for the, for, the, for the two people that do care. Sorry about your luck. Is <laughs> it's more so for the fact like the women's division isn't really treated like shit. So it's like losing Thunder Rosa isn't exactly a loss because she wasn't included in the first place. All that tells me that's is, what I'm saying. All, all that tells me is you keep putting things in position to show Brett Baker's true worth. The only, I thought, dude, I was just about to say, would if they were going to take the title off of Britt Baker, the only person they should have put it on was Chris Statlander, and she's hurt. So, didn't I tell you though? If you were going to take the title off Britt, you needed a plan, and you didn't have one. No, nope, they thought they had it, one, and then they, they they thought they had one, then the plan turned out to be Thunder Rosa. So I, it bit you square in your ass. Then the plan could have been Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb would have been uh, twenty times better. Those those Serena Deeb can actually <laughs> wrestle, and she's safe. Those your Serena Deeb and BCC right now as the champion would have been all the type of money we need. That, that's your plan A and your plan B right there. Britt Baker, Serena Deeb. For for all the reasons that we just said. I mean, Britt Baker literally put her life on the line in a hardcore match for absolutely no reason other than the fact for her stock to go up. And she got her respect that she deserved. We, we, we didn't need to see all the blood that we saw, but in a women's match... In 2020, what, 2021, we saw this shit? Or 2020, we saw this shit? We didn't have to see that shit. We saw it. And it was good. The fact that we the fact that we don't care about this is an indictment on the way the, the women's division is handled. Right, yes. Now, if, you like to, if you would like to know who handles the women's division, I'll ask you to do your Googles. However, the bit, you know how we know that the women's division doesn't get enough shine whatsoever? Jay Cargill been wrestling since the fucking pandemic started, and she got thirty wins. She's been champion for what over five hundred? No, is it five hundred days? No, I know she's undefeated for over five hundred days. But again, but it's she only has thirty way. wins in five hundred days. Has less, Are you kidding? She, she has less than a year's worth of matches. We got a dark every week. We got a rampage every week. We got a dynamite every week. She got. She ain't got more than thirty five. AEW, AEW has four shows per week. Dark elevation. You can't call dark, out four minutes for a squash match. Rampage. 
and she should be speaking running rough of her, shot. Speaking of her, speaking of her, why am I getting so much hate and backlash for saying I want Athena to take her title from her? Because we're trying to get to 175 and 0. After 175, <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want to. I need Jade Car Gilbert to get to 175 because I have an agenda. <laughs> and that's we, why you're getting the backlash people, you, people have been listening and they know and you can't have spoken and i you, guess and Damn, you can't fuck, do that okay. with weeks off or having one match a week you just can't you is we will her, and you damn sure can't do it without house shows her contract will expire before she gets the 175 <laughs> at this rate so she's this been, is that bullshit. She's been wrestling since 2020. She's got 30, uh, 36 matches under her belt. And the first match was a tag team match with Shaq. So, so at this rate, to get to 175 and 0, we need four more years. Campaign. I'm sorry. Five more years <laughs> campaign. Uh-uh. They don't elect every five years. It's four. <laughs> you got to pick the pace up. They ain't going to be Dude, their TV deal is up in nine months. Fuck we need we about. need to get her a Lex Express so we can start hitting some motherfucking towns to get these wins. Bro, up. did you see that AEW biography on Lex Luger? Swap? Shit was fire. WWE. Did you see how much of a prima donna and title bitch he was during the Lex Express? Yo, but what was crazy? I mean, what you, was crazy you though, put he, me on the road. He sold himself, though. He sold himself on the comeback. That 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 low ball ass deal that he took for just to prove himself—that's amazing. Hundred and fifty thousand dollar deal at WCW, bro. Let's go. Do you realize how bad you have? You want to leave somewhere to go from seven fifty to one fifty? Tony, we did a show where we actually opened up the books from WCW from nineteen ninety six, and I I can guarantee to you, there was absolutely no reason why Lex Luger had to even negotiate that deal for one fifty. Other than the fact that he's trying to prove a point, no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I'm telling you, Eric Bischoff said in the thing that he lowballed him on purpose because he didn't think he was going to take it, and he fucking took the deal. Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker wrestled every three weeks, and he was making 150. <laughs> and yet, you had Lex come out there at Mall of America on the first Nitro wearing that snazzy ass Armani knockoff shirt. Yeah, Bischoff stole that one, and, and, but and, like and, that. and he was making less than the parking lot attendant. But that that goes to show you and tell you how uncomfortable he was in Stanford. So for him to have, I guess, an attitude or like he's got a training regimen for him to look the way he looks. He has to eat a certain way and has to put in a certain amount of work. You know this when you put him on that bus. So if you want him to be the guy and your champion, he has to look the part. If he has to look the part, he has to do the work, which means everybody riding that bus with him needs to be on the same fucking page. And there this are, ain't about you. And there are no and weights on that. Dogs, there are no weights the on that bus. <laughs> None. So when he, when the, he was talking about the, when he was talking about the, yeah, I encourage fans to ask me all sorts of questions when they see me. I want to open up. And then they shoot to a kid asking him a question and he's like, yeah. <laughs> like that was his no, no one said he was a great communicator. He might want to open up and not be able to pause. But hey, one thing, the thing that I really brought, took out of that whole uh, biography documentary, whatever the fuck it is, I'm on my second bottle of wine. Anyway, um, that's classy right there. Yeah, I'm not. Shout out to Niles Plunkett. We drinking wine in this bitch. Windy Wine Company. Y'all go fuck with him. I'm on this blueberry muffin. Anyway, um, like when they had, <laughs> when they were showing that clip. 
of Lex and they, him and Vince were outside somewhere on a porch. And Lex kept getting his words wrong. And Vince was like, you got this, man. Come on. You got the you, Listen, just do it again. Do it. Like, Vince McMahon seemed like a freaking nourishing, like, genuine dude in that moment, man. Yet he's bought almost $20 million worth of ass. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Everything ain't what it looked like the first time you looked. <laughs> Like, oh. for real, for real, like, shit, sometimes shit is a little different. Like, you got to peel that first layer back. Shit is different when she pull that shirt off. Vince McMahon, that should be the name of his biography. Vince McMahon, $20 million worth of ass. Same. That's going to be the unauthorized <laughs> documentary that we produce. $20 million worth of ass. No, listen, hey, that was an idea that I had earlier, guys, and I forgot about it. I'm going to bring it up now since we're in a segue in between topics. Why can we not do a broken pencil mixtape? And when I say mixtape, I mean let's get suave rapping, let's get let's get Wood doing the production, let's get me executive producing it and putting it all together and adding my flavor and mixing and mastering it. And let's get Ron Murray to host the thing, man. What's holding us back? Come on. Nothing. Time and opportunity. Nothing. I mean, like we, we we did one for season when, one. When you put when when you put it that way, absolutely nothing. Yeah, we tried the other way, season one. Uh, if, 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 if you go if you go to brokenpencilbc.com uh, and you wait two or three seconds for the uh, for the email pop up, there's a link for you to download the season one mixtape, which is uh, all songs that were either played or inspired inspired by season one. So, well, what season are we in now? This is this is four? year this is year five at this point. Year five, season four. Season four. So fuck season one. Let's do a mixtape for season four. Let's do a, a season five anniversary tape. Let's there we go. And we got to get Rob Murray to host it. All executive produce the project. We'll get Wood to produce the beats, and we'll get Suave to rap on it. And we'll make fucking classics. Tony, I'll, Tony Snow. I'll be wow. like Christopher walking on Suave. On, I'll be like Christopher walking on Saturday Night Live. Man, I'll have you babies wearing gold diapers. Tony, Tony Snow. <laughs> this is this is episode complete one eighty right here. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Since you happen to just join us on this very momentous occasion, because Suave asked for you before I was going to even ask for you, and you confirmed it before I even had a chance to ask you to jump onto this I episode. Actually, I actually reached out and said that I'd been going through withdrawals and I needed to be back on, so this it was is a like fact. a perfect storm. So check this out. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. We have about, that's not about, yeah, well, actually it is about, because we've probably got a week or two break in between uh, now and then. 20 weeks Roughly around right right around Royal Rumble time will be episode 200. We need to roll out the red carpet and get the cavalcade of stars up for episode 200. What you do? You, you have our back. What do you need? Just tell me. I got you. Got you. That's all I need to hear. That's all we we about to get wide Bing. the fuck open. Listen, Tony <laughs> Snow delivers. When Tony Snow says something, he makes it happen. I came up here to Oklahoma. I'm bringing all my famous friends up. You know, when I came to Bubba's Brew House and they made me resident DJ, I asked the owner, I said, who's your favorite rapper? You know what he said? He said, motherfucking Slim Thug. And he held his hands out in front of me and he has Boss Hog tattooed on his knuckles. And I said, you know what, man? We're going to get Slim Thug here one day. And he said, man, I can't afford that. He's too much. And I said, you know what? 
you're fucking with Tony Snow now. And guess what? October 29th, we got Slim Thug headlining at Bubba's Brewhouse in the middle of nowhere in Durant fucking Oklahoma. When Tony Snow says something, he fucking delivers, man. I can't wait Wood, for that. I need you to pull his I need you to pull his first statement and last statement and make those triggers. You're fucking with Tony Snow now. <laughs> I need that a trigger. I need that as a trigger. I need to be triggered by that trigger. <laughs> All right, so I, I have those marked, so I will make sure that I, I pull those for you. So by, by episode 181, those will be ready for you, Suave. Fantastic. Uh, holy You're shit. doing amazing work. And I'll tell you, man, when it comes to people, dude, you two are a couple of guys on a list of probably five or six dudes that whenever you need Tony Snow, all you got to do is say it, and you got Tony Snow, man. Hey, we appreciate that, Snow man. You, you already you already know how I rock, man. You call me, I'll be there in a heartbeat as long as I'm clear through the wife. But I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that fucking addiction. You got to run all that stuff by by. Shout, shout out to wifey Wood. You know what I'm saying? I, I love I love being married. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to jeopardize that shit for the sake of me. You know, Facts. Being, I, being I open. cannot go back out here into the streets. <laughs> and I love I love the fact that I'm the one single dude. Like you know, y'all are married, and I'm out here being a fucking hoe. I love it. Hey. Living my best life, live vicariously through you. Hey, we got couple, put numbers on the board. Speaking of the of similarities between rap and wrestling, or hip or hip hop and wrestling, uh, have y'all been following this effing Mecca story? Don't get me started on that as, shit. As 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 little as possible. Okay, so for those not in the know, effing Mecca is an AI sensation that would that you is. Sure, it's not Mika. Who? AI sensation that's controlled by a racist white boy. Do we really got to cover this? You buried the lead. Is it is it Mecca or Mika? Because I was under the impression that at some point they were going to try to push another agenda. Don't give a fuck which one it is. All I know is that he was signed by Capital and dropped by Capital within the same week. Carry on. <laughs> hmm, that's unfortunate. Just white boy, bro. Like, yeah, they didn't even want to repackage the guy. That, that's 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 that that's the issue. Is the fact that, and I don't know if that's the reason why he got dropped. If if it was backlash and cancel culture that did it, but you can't have a black it, it dreaded was. AI gold front wearing rapper that that is uh that is being voice uh, voice acted by a white boy dropping in bombs throughout all of his uh his his rhetoric. Look, I'll be real with you. This was a genius idea. That That's some Walt totally Disney cute. World Brer Rabbit Song of the South shit. I don't <laughs> fuck with it. No, no, no. Just the idea of a virtual reality rapper. He never misses a show. Ever. That's fine, but can we make him not controlled by a racist puppeteer? Now I'm going to get to that part. Just, just the idea. Just take the racism out of it. Just a virtual artist. That is genius, 100%, especially in this day and age. All motherfuckers do a stream, pocket Coachella opened the door for a fucking hologram. So there's absolutely no fucking artist cost. Like that's that's 100% fucking profit. Now where they fucked up. Hold on, let me stop you. Let me, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay, but snow yay, dude! You you gotta <laughs> give props to gorillas if you're gonna talk about opening up hologram for shit. Gotta absolutely, give gorillas, bro. Come on, they well, started let's, before, but- let, let's not let's not forget the late great MF Doom, uh, rest in peace. When he uh, got chastised for sending out someone who looked like him under the mask in, in Austin, the mask. 
And the whole issue was MF Doom is my is my character. Leave a burn. Yeah, MF Doom is my character. And if I if if you are hiring MF Doom, you're gonna get MF Doom. All you want to hear is the songs. You don't care about the person behind the mask. So he said his ass. You're not mad at at two different mall Santas, are you? I'm all Santa. I love you, Swab. I mean, Shock Shock G did the same thing with with Young Hump. Shouts out to Young Hump and Money B. Young Hump, the one to put the set on your pen. Young Hump, hold on, Wood. I'm gonna put you on the spot. You never finished telling me what happened that night in Gun Barrel City. That that is not for this show. That ain't for you, Steve. That's for somebody else, baby. <laughs> that is not for this show. I will. T- I will tell you what it was. It was. It, it was. Shout your hand and touch my hand. <laughs> Big time watches. Thwack them. <laughs> Thwack them, baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's, em, let, baby. let's just say. Let's just say my side was safe because I was with my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting, but yeah, this, this, Feb, December second, Fort Worth will be there. You'll you'll see this for yourself, and we're doubling down for that one because Tone Loke will be with it too. So, oh shit, <laughs> another another awesome rapper that's known for one song. I'm down for it. Let's go. Oh, and we're and we're and we're going to be in Fort Worth too. You, you know, Fort Worth is a home of partying with one song. Like we can make. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's gone. It's I going. need car service. Shout out to Twisted Black. Let's go. Oh man. Oh uh, man, where, 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 where were we at? You play that shit, it's gonna be up. They hit me with the hand like Big Mo up in this bitch. Man, <laughs> I'll call ESG. I'll, I'll make sure they have that. Oh, that, that reminds me, Tony Stone. I gotta send you an email too. You you asked for a specific Slim Thug record. I need to send you. Yeah, yeah. Snow, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to drop that shit when Thug hits the stage and blows mine. Let's go. Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> hey, Snow, I need you to DM me your email address so I can send you that record. Uh, I'll, I'll send it oh, to you, yeah. while I'll, I'll send it to you on iMessage while, while I'm doing this Fantastico. right Fantastico. Snow on his second bottle of wine, like operating electronics might not be. Yeah, you I'm on my second you. bottle of wine and my third Corona Extra can. Shout out to yeah, my group. Yeah, you operating any type of electronic device, that's, that's over for tonight. Uh, if, it ain't turned to, if it ain't a fucking DJ controller, nope. Why is that, bro? Why is it that the more drunk I get, the better I am at mixing and scratching, but the more I suck at everything else in life? Because it's part of the creativity process. Like anybody who's a creative that that knows how to use their vices to their advantage, they it, it's like a it's like a power pellet. Like if we're like we're Pac Man, and that's the power pellet. Like they it, it unlocks different uh, different skill sets. I'm telling you, dude, I did a show at Bubba's a few weeks ago, and apparently I did like a 10-minute long scratch session. I don't even remember because I was on some Coronas that night. And, uh, and yeah, like the next day someone sent me the video, and I'm like, oh, shit, get it, dude. Fuck. <laughs> don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And apparently I'm, that's apparently that's the secret. I guess I got to be wasted drunk for every show from now on. I mean, to my manager, when when you're relaxed, you're able to share your your purpose gift. You're able to share it a lot easier and a lot more freely because you don't have the the distractions of everyone else's bullshit. So when you get that loaded, whatever's really in you comes out. Pause. Pause. Hey, so listen, with all, with all this shit that went on, we had Ric Flair's last match, and then we had the news that Jeff Jarrett left WWE, and we had the news 
that Conrad Thompson has applied for numerous trademarks that could be the name of wrestling promotions. Do we oh, think, oh, shit. Do yeah. we think that, that Jeff Jarrett and Conrad Thompson are starting their own promotion? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't put anything past Conrad Thompson. Because, you like, know, Brad, because Brad Meltzer said that he credited Ric Flair's mat- last match as the second highest grossing independent wrestling show of all time. Hey, once you've done it once, I mean, shit. And the first one was an all-in? Yes, sir. Ding, nice. ding, ding. Look, look at me. Yeah, you and, Con- you and Conos are friends in real life, so it's like, hell, you can get whatever talent you want to put on Ring of Honor shows. I'm sure it would be fantastic to hand that responsibility off. I mean, especially considering we don't, the shit's paid for though. Yeah, we we don't even we, we, we don't even know how. And, how, and, how, and well, one we, of we my st- favorite talking points from the whole thing. What'd you say? What? I'm sorry. I said we don't even know where we stand with the whole Ring of Honor situation. If it's just a name at this point, they're waiting for a TV deal, bro. AEW is going to be nego- renegotiating and find, trying to find new TV happy with TNT right now, and. And so they're in the point right now. Holy shit. So one of the trademarks. Uh, and it's sad, because, it's sad because you have. Look at the look at the champions. Look at the champions from Ring of Honor. You have Claudio Castagnoli, Samoa Joe, Mercedes Martinez, and FTR. Tell me who couldn't build a promotion with that talent and you're having to put them on hold because you're waiting for a TV deal, man. It sucks. You have Meanwhile, one. YouTube is popping like a motherfucker and you be doing darks every week. Like, we couldn't just slide one more hour of YouTube watching Thank in? you, Suave. Why can't you put Ring of Honor TV for a month instead of or for an hour each week instead of all these fucking darks and dark elevation and all this bullshit? Ring of Honor ran for 10 years on YouTube successfully. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the YouTube numbers would help you get a TV deal. The YouTube it's numbers, a direct correlation. The, these, the, this the, many the, people is watching my promotion on YouTube. The YouTube. I can put these people on your station. The YouTube numbers could actually be a TV deal because YouTube is a TV entity now. They're a content distributor. Then there's that. <laughs> uh, and, guess, and guess what? Hulu has live sports. Oh, there's that. Oh, hit oh, the, oh. The price went up, because oh, that was a commercial. Oh, wait a minute. I got a real, oh, I, I got something I can't even discuss on the show. just went up. But uh, I got a, man, I got a huge news for you, Suave, on that front. Oh. Um, yeah, active. Um, one of the one of the trademarks that StarCast has applied for is Southern Championship Wrestling. Oh, that's definitely Jeff Jarrett's involved. Yes, sir. I'm glad you picked that up. And Conrad Thompson <laughs> is a native of what state? The the state of Alabama. I almost said the great state of Alabama. I ain't been there enough to say it. I've been there enough to say Alabama. Uh, and, okay. actually, and actually, there's that. Actually, I believe it's Southwest Championship Wrestling, which is the uh, the company that was owned by Joe Blanchard, Tully Blanchard's father. Aha! Uh-huh. And also ran. Um, as uh, as the first nationally syndicated uh, or nationally uh, televised pro wrestling pro- program on the USA Network before primetime wrestling in TNT. So you remember how Starcast was pre-pandemic? Yep, 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 yep. Like it was a full podcast festival. And then they had they had sub uh, panels and all. It was like a fucking music convention, but for now all, it's into, now all it's turned into is a meet and greet cash grab, bro. 
And now I'm I'm under the impression that it might go back to the way it was and then add a fucking pay-per-view at the end to cap off the weekend. Suave, Suave, let me ask you, what if you could just guess, how much do you think Starcast was charging talent that was on the show to have a merch table? I I'm probably mm. going to say about 2500 a pop. Five bands. No, you guys are way over, but still, this is talent that's on the show. They shouldn't have to pay to have a merch table. No, I agree they should not, but if you're asking how much they got charged, I'm I'm going twenty five hundred. Yeah, you're I, close. You're close. They were asking two grand for a merch spot for talent shit. that was on the show. How big is the table? And, <laughs> Price and, just went up. And listen, the, do I get square I, footage I'm, I'm on gonna, my back to back with a motherfucker? I'm gonna do some more pulling pulling back the curtain for you guys because I'm 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 a little tipsy and I fuck with y'all. You're the, pulling. Listen, when they were when they started planning Ric Flair's last match, the original opponent was supposed to be Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair in a one on one. They only Man. offered Ricky Steamboat thirty thousand dollars for the match. Come on, fam. You gotta look. And so he turned it down. So I would have too. After that, option two was gonna be a six man tag. That and was, with, was gonna, uh, that was with Rock and Roll Express and FTR and Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat as well, correct? It was gonna be no, it was gonna be Jay Lethal Jeez. and Jay Lethal and Rock and Roll Express against FTR and Ric Flair. Mm. Okay. But Tony Khan put the no-no to that, and why the, we don't use FTR enough as is? The Rock and Roll Express moved down to the mid card, and it became Kerry Morton and and Ricky um, Morton and Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson in the corner. Um, which I've seshed with him before. Robert Gibson smoked me under the table. He's one of the few people <laughs> that ever has. Um, but and so it, it just. That that whole thing, man, makes me wonder if they really have any any right trying to start a promotion when you have someone like Ricky Steamboat and you're only going to offer him thirty racks. They probably they they undervalued what that match would have meant as his last match. But considering how Flair ended up blacking out twice during this match, it might have been for the best that this was a tag match. Might have been for the best. Because, yeah, I mean, Ricky ain't going to be able to do shit with you, you fall out. And especially if you uh, if you do the tag match with your son-in-law like that. <laughs> like, what, but, but who yeah, better? 30 bands, is, 30 bands for Ricky Steamboat is absolutely a low ball. That, you made that back in chicken wings. That's insulting, <laughs> man. He can make that at a merch table. Yeah, so he, he, can make, he can make that on, a, on an appearance. Like, just showing up, not even having to dress, no, dress up and put his body through bumps. Okay, let me Snow. Let me ask you this: <clears throat> with with Conrad potentially starting his own promotion and having Jeff Jarrett involved, do you think they're gonna be on some? We're trying to build a roster and do weekly television, bi-weekly television through um, through you know Conrad's platforms, or are they just gonna get into doing spot pay-per-views and putting together match cards strictly for pay-per-view? I think it's going to be TNA 2.0. That with TNA, uh, the, like, the original. I think it's going to be the original TNA, but part two. Weekly, weekly pay per views type. Week, weekly stuff, and I think they're going to start week. They're going to do weekly stuff on YouTube, and then they're going to have a pay per view once a quarter, like AEW. 
And I, I think that's it. And and I'm telling you, I'm I people can say what they want about him. I've been a fan and I have a healthy respect for Jeff Jarrett. Yes, sir. Um, when I saw him at WrestleCon this year, he spent some time with me and he didn't have to, you know, and he was he was really cool. And then I, I saw this Ric Flair's last match, whatever people want to say about this match, Jeff Jarrett carried it. He stole the show. He was in great shape for a 55 year old man. Um, he's he's doing everything right in my book. And Let's, so see, we, we had seen him wrestle like earlier in the year. We knew he was still functional. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy because and I felt bad. I, you know, I feel like I owe him an apology because a few years ago he had that horrible thing that went viral where he was drunk as fuck at an indie show in Canada. Y'all remember that? Yep. Yep. Uh, and, no, I don't. It, Bring me up to speed. It, no, he was just drunk. He'd been drinking beforehand. And he came out to the show and he looked horrible and he kept staggering around and it was sloppy and the finish was fucking horrible. And that's right when GFW folded, when he was trying to do that whole global force wrestling thing. Y'all remember that shit? That which was a hell of an idea. It's essentially the uh, the multiverse of uh, a professional wrestling, which is what was the premise of it. And that's what everybody wanted the NWA to be back in the 80s. And he had the idea and the blueprint, just the execution was piss poor. But he, so hit rock, he hit rock bottom. He realized he hit rock bottom. He came back from a man. He got clean. He started things over. He got accepted back by WWE. got in the Hall of Fame. And he put on a great match with Ric Flair. So I, I think it's going to be TNA 2.0. I think they're going to start out with weekly YouTube stuff. Kind of like the NWA blueprint when they did the 10 pounds of gold when they were coming back and releasing something every weekend to get relevant again. I think that they're going to use that formula to start out. I think with Conrad's influence with Fight TV and all this other stuff they're going to do like once a quarter pay-per-views. And honestly, I think it's going to be successful because one thing that Conrad is really good at is politics. When you look at Ric Flair's last match, he was able to get people from all different companies, man. Mm-hmm. He, got, he had the Von Erichs versus the Briscoes. He had Jay Alexander versus Jacob Fatu for the Impact title. He had uh, Jordan Grace versus Rachel Ellering versus Deanna Perrazzo for a title. All There were titles being defended on shows that had nothing to do with those companies. Do you know how much politics and bullshit you have to do to do that? Yes, yeah, it was what led to the demise of the AWA. Are of their ti- do you know how protected people are of their titles, especially at other companies? Yes, yeah, it's what led no. to the demise of the AWA. <laughs> so if, anybody, if anybody can pull off starting a new promotion off of this momentum... It's Jeff Jarrett, and Conrad Thompson's a millionaire. He's self-made. He's a businessman. He's the mortgage guy. He knows how to do this shit, man. And so uh, I can hate on him all I want. I can say he got where he is in the wrestling world because he married Ric Flair's daughter, which I believe is the truth. You can call me a dry hater all you want, but he bought his way into his position. He did, and that's cool. It happens. The Florida Marlins bought the championship against the Yankees. It happens. You know, shit goes down. Man, let's but, see. I, ain't gonna, I, ain't, I ain't gonna front like Conrad. If, if anybody's gonna send an email about tampering, it should be Conrad sending a fucking email to uh, to Stanford about tampering because they have plucked podcast hosts from him since left the very and right beginning. Bruce <laughs> Pritchard had a Bruce Pritchard had a fire fucking show, and then and, ended up going and, back to Stanford, and shit has never been the same. You know, it's crazy. A few years ago, this is like six, seven years ago. This was right when I started my first uh, shout out to Ring of Honor, man. Gary Juster, 
All my dudes at Ring of Honor, man, they gave me my start in pro wrestling, and I always got to shout them out. They were the first pro wrestling company I worked for, and they kind of spoiled me, man. When you start out, uh, your first experience with pro wrestling is, at the time, they were the number one independent, dude. This was at the height of the Bullet Club, you know what I mean? And so, and then I go from that to working independence in Texas, where I'm at the Elks Lodge in Dallas, and catering is three cheese cubes and a piece of pepperoni, and <laughs> I get a hot dog and a hand. But anyway, um, <laughs> like, hot dog and a handshake. Dude, I, it's, I'm lucky if I even get a handshake sometimes, bro. I'm telling you, and yeah, and I'm bro, nine nine times out of ten the hot dog's cold. But yeah, let me write your rider. You know, you're not getting treated properly. Dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Like, hey, bro, it's wild. We already look like a tag team. I mean, don't let it. Don't let you it. Feel me? <laughs> don't like, let's put dude, on did you guys see that the Bushwhackers are putting out an autobiography? Are you fucking kidding me? They need a biography on A and E. They earn that. I, I was telling, hey Tony, I was telling Suave about the about the whole sheep herders thing before they became the uh, the Bushwhackers, man. Like how they was two completely different uh, t- uh, teams. Before that, they were the Zealand Kiwis. What the fuck are you talking? Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Get active. Like I, I I know both of those entities. I haven't watched a whole lot of footage on them. So we had a. Whatever the conversation was that was going on, he was like the most Stanfordized team of all time. Yeah, there it was. And yep. I was thinking some other shit. <laughs> Wood, what's your favorite Bushwhackers moment of all time? Bushwhackers moment? I, I can't say favorite Bushwhackers moment. I do remember uh uh what Luke was a no, Butch Miller um back a couple of summers ago walking right past us and giving us a whoa yay. I mean <laughs> Royal Rumble ninety one with fucking Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Royal Rumble '91, bro. That. That's what we should do for Halloween. We should dress up at the Bushwhackers and Tony Snow can be Jameson. Oh let's man, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> hey, there it is. I can get some fatigues going on with that. Hey, back on the uh, on the Jeff Jarrett thing though. Like, I, I was I was being tongue in cheek about the whole uh, the demise of the AWA, but if you look back at uh, at Super Clash. The the one promotion or the or the or the people that fared the best out of that was either the uh, the AWA and or uh, Continental because that's what led to the Unified World Heavyweight Championship over in Memphis that Jerry Lawler held and that's because of you know the brainchild of Jerry Jarrett so, uh, father of Jeff Jarrett so who better to start a promotion who as Jeff Jarrett had TNA on a lot of eyes. Had a lot of eyes on this product from 2002, 2003 up till about 2011, 2012. You know, so it, it, the pedigree is there. And we you, we mentioned about the fact that Jeff Jarrett is uh, in bed with Conrad on this particular venture if it, if it does materialize. But we forgot to mention that he's no longer in position in WWE being replaced now as the vice president of talent live events by the road dog, Jesse James or Brian James Armstrong. Well, this isn't the first time uh, Road Dog has replaced Double J. <laughs> I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Irony. Irony. Uh, I think it's <laughs> funny because just recently Road Dog made news for being a little whiny bitch um, <laughs> because he kept saying that he wanted to be hired by AEW and he kept, uh, I don't know why they won't hire me. I keep making posts. I keep saying, Tony Khan, hire me, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Like he's fuck fuck road dog. He's a bitch. Wow. My goodness. <laughs> and then uh Uncle Trips is uh as, as Swap put it, he's getting looking for custody for all his children. That's the thing. <laughs> I want all my children back. 
We're going to change the name from Monday Night Raw to All My Children. Here's the thing. Welcome back to WWE, Johnny Gargano. Johnny I got to tell you, listen, Johnny Gargano's return was one of my favorite moments of the year in WWE. Like, how, this, how can a man be so impactful not say anything and just slap the shit out of you? <laughs> when, when Johnny Gargano got in the ring and when he said, dude, he had a Jay-Z intro moment, allowed me to reintroduce myself. My name is Gargano. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, for those of you who don't know me, and then he went the minute he started going down his accolades, dude, I was I was I was done. I'm I'm sold. I love so, Johnny Gargano. So at what point are we gonna get the DIY reunion like uh, the ending of WrestleMania twenty? After Gargano wins the money in the bank briefcase from Austin Theory. You think that's happening? No. Nah. I hope it's happening with everything nah. in I, I, here's the, I, do you, I really don't want to see Austin as much as I can't stand this character right now. I really don't want to see him go out the same way um, Otis did. We got way too much currency invef- invested in Austin Theory to be out here playing those kind of games. We got he's a whole lot title. of money. He, he's not going to win the title. So, do you want to see him go out like Austin Theory, or do you want to see him go out like Baron Corbin? I would Oof. say Damian Sandow. There, there it is. <laughs> like if he's gonna go out let him go out after a damn near classic like but don't yeah don't baron corbin this man that no one deserves that like, no one i mean we not did, even baron corbin we did get one of the most uh most the most likable unlikable characters in the history of wwe following the baron corbin uh, uh situation with bum ass corbin that shit i still was say we hilarious. leave money on the table with bum ass corbin i still facts. say it. big facts Hey, look, un- Uncle Trips. Just look. Um, don't don't call first. Just text me first. But we'll work this shit out. <laughs> I understand you're trying to get shit back right. You know, we can discuss a number. Just text me first, because you know, if, if the number pop up and I don't know who it is, it'll send you straight to voicemail. Well, what, what was that? What did you always see swap for a, a a nominal price or a nominal fee? Soon to be a phenomenal fee. We will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. And there's that. Straight like that. Oh, man. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It, Work for hire. Shit, it's time to go, man. Tony Snow, we appreciate you as always, man. It uh, ain't time to go. It ain't 2 a.m. yet. Fuck you talking about. Yeah, we, look, we didn't we didn't get all of the AEW backstage shit. It's a whole lot of shit going on. They cutting promos after Dynamite go off the air shooting slugs. Oh. Kenny out here doing shit. Oh. Dude, Kenny, Kenny and Will Ospreay's exchange. Come on, man. We got to cover that. Say, I think Will Ospreay would have slid him. I, see, I, 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 see, bro, I, I, I bro. completely forgot about it. Go ahead. Bruv, bruv. Yo, yo, yo. Go ahead. Oh, well, shit. Look, uh, <laughs> after Dynamite, Kenny starts cutting a promo on Will Ospreay. And it's the same shit he said on Twitter, just in a way less impactful way. Um, Truth be told, transparent moment, I can't take Kenny seriously when he starts talking. I can't. <laughs> takes nothing away from you know what he means to AEW inside the ring but when he grabs a microphone I can't find a way to take him serious so he starts basically cutting a Twitter promo in real time with real words well, well hold, hold that thought uh, hold, hold that thought Swab hold that thought why, why talk about it when we can play it 
Because I just told you I can't take him seriously when so- he starts talking. Sorry. Now that we're off the air, thanks everyone for coming down tonight. You fucking blow hard. And please give our friends from New Japan a wonderful AEW welcome. Disingenuous as Disingenuous fuck. fuck. Oh, man. E- even uh, even a team now, I'm going to do something up. very special that perhaps I shouldn't. Don't make me regret it. Mm-mm. But because you guys are the guests and you guys won the main event. these people a piece of your minds. Tell these people how you feel. Thank these people for giving us their time tonight. This is already longer than the CM Now that you guys are in the big leagues, that's just one of your daily duties. See if you can handle responsibility well. Hopefully you can handle it a little better than uh, filling my shoes in New Japan. And turns around and walks away like a bitch. Get at you, Will. Man, I didn't know the cleaner was a puss. Bruv, fill in your shoes. The way I see things is the short time that I've been in New Japan, I've done everything you've done and more, you fragile little bitch. Mate! Kenny Omega was wearing a damn t-shirt when he came back. What's the matter, bruv? Hiding oh, that little belly of yours. Are the abs gone, brother? Is that what it is? Look at you, bruv. Covered in tape. I just did a G1. Went to the final. Another five stars, bruv. 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 Well, I've been working. Well, I've been working. You've been sitting down and getting the young bucks to wipe your ass for you, brother. Oh, I never heard of this Face it. Face it. You guys have built a wonderful empire here, but it wouldn't be as good because you're inviting me to come over here, mate. Money where your mouth is. Next week, United Empire versus the Elite. So they basically call the end of the tournament in front of everybody when you know people. Hey, uh, Will, since we're going to play a little bit of hardball, and since there's absolutely no way anyone's going to see or hear any of this, how how you want to talk of hardball? Wait, the, the fact you started this shit. The fact that this is on AEW's uh, YouTube page and he's blowing this this kind of bullshit smoke. Uh, there's more. Listen, uh, doing everything that I've done except doing more of it and sooner. Well, that could be true, except the only difference is. I did it in front of full sold out crowds and you did a G1 final in front of what? 3,000 people? Blame the pandemic fam, it ain't got shit to do with me. After the hardships that I faced to give people like you an opportunity, Will, you would think that maybe you'd be able to do a little more with it. And one man's opinion, doesn't really mean much to me, Will, because none of these people know any of your matches. None of these people even know you. I introduced them to you. I introduced them to you. 
Okay, so Will was behind the bottom rope, sitting down cross-legged, and now he's in front of Kenny Omega outside of the ring, sitting on the ring apron, and Kenny, Kenny Omega backs back while he's talking this shit. Yeah, a lot like some shit like that. You only do some shit like that when you know the person talking that shit ain't for the do nothing. Okay, he's not let, swinging. Let's not, let's not gloss over the fact that one of the United Empire members in the second sits behind Will Ospreay and wraps his legs around him and to hold that, him back. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty yeah, that's the, a pretty awkward way to do that. So I, I, in season one, I coined this: this chair slides back, the person in it stands up. That mm-hmm. that's what's happening right here. A lot like I introduced you to the heavyweight scene in New Japan. I never got one thank you from you, Will. I never, not even one. And here you are, talking a whole lot of shit in front of all these people. Now he's he's cursing. Thinking you're a real tough guy, huh? Because you wrestled five matches in five days on a couple of indies and a couple of the lower card New Japan guys. And yeah, you lost to Okada. Big deal. I've lost to Okada too, but I've also beaten Okada in the biggest stage of them all. Something you can never do, Will. And guess what? That match that I'm talking about, Will, that's the one everyone calls the best one of all time. Something that no one says about your matches. In fact, no one can even remember your matches, Will. The biggest... (laughs) Look at this child. Again, hey, don't don't start that if you're not willing to go all the way there. Listen, he he's he, he's walking back, being held back by Don Callis, mild gingerly, because he's walking back with more power than he is being held back. Meanwhile, both of the United Empire are holding back, uh, hold, holding back. Will you see, Will? I gave you the impossible task of filling my shoes, but maybe I shouldn't have given you a pair of shoes when you still haven't grown out of your diapers. That was insufferable. I could have watched Moxley versus Punk twice. You, you, you could have. It's I, just will, six, I it's appreciate six, you, six man. Minutes. No heat. No heat. No heat. You bitch. I, I, I didn't used to be a big Will Ospreay fan. I used to hate the noises he made in the ring. I thought he sounded like a little bitch when he would sell. Like he would get hit and he'd be like, oh, oh, God. Like I hated that shit, right? But when all that bullshit with Hannibal happened in world class, Will Ospreay tweeted about it, and he donated a ton of money to Lando. So Will Ospreay got my respect Shouts back out to then. Lando, too, man. Will right. Ospreay got my respect back then, and then ever since then, he's put up banger after banger, that whole thing with the IWGP World Heavyweight title. I fuck with Will Ospreay now. Yeah, that, I agree. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I mean... We never really stop fucking. We call him Will on the spray, but we really never stop fucking with him. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. Yeah, we do. Uh, I fuck with him more now behind this. I have a whole different level of respect for him behind this right here. That I'm, I'm so glad y'all brought this up too. What What is Will on the spray's country of origin? He's from the UK. He's from uh, Great Britain. Okay. Um, hearing him talk, Bro. the the diction's not quite there. Like as far as you know, breaking through the accent barrier, but he gives me Conor McGregor vibes. He he sounds like to me that he's from like, like he's he's got some people in some places that you don't want to visit in uh, over in London. He's from he's from Leeds, I think. He's from England. Gotcha. He has access to some people that you know might lose a guy on tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, um, they, his people his people are concerned about their peeves, bruv. 
<laughs> Either whether this is a shoot shoot, a work shoot, or a work to work, I can't take Kenny seriously when he's speaking. So all of this is lost on me. I'm watching the body language. From the body language, Will Ospreay looks like he with the shit. Kenny looked like he just trying to get a pop. He trying to he trying to put himself over on some other shit like. Bringing up how many people the G, uh, he wrestled a G one in front of, like that has nothing to do with him or his drawing power. We're in we're in the midst of a pandemic that is rapidly shifting. The English language and body language with the English language tells you a whole, an entirely different story about where someone's mind really is at. Kenny Omega laughing and going high pitch, and where he's known for not cursing, dropping curse words, shows you that he lost his composure. And the fact that he's backing away while not actually being held shows that he's not about that life. He was not trying to get active. He was definitely trying to get a pop. I mean, listen, I, I, I become less of a fan every time he opens up his mouth. And the last thing that I need to do, as much as I love listening to this man, the last thing I need to do anytime Kenny Omega makes anything newsworthy is listen to Jim Cornette. There are mm -hmm. too many people out here that blow hard and wax poetic about Kenny Omega. Let that man live. Please, and you live your life because he is not going to make your rent go up or down any faster or any slower. Now, did you hear the hear the promo after Dynamite from the previous week? I did not. Yeah, so, where he, he acted like a baby face. I saw that shit. And then he had yeah, he went half baby say, face. And then, I'm not now. I'm not a good guy. Yeah, he, he almost did the Roman Reigns shit. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy type shit. Yeah, I'm not. Then, I'm definitely not going to find him play that one. <laughs> no, no, no. You need you need to because there are slugs oh, being yeah. shot at people. All right, here we go. Like this this is what we keep talking about about you making sneak diss tracks, thinking people don't can't read between the lines, and then when you get fucking punched in the teeth for it. Oh, I didn't do anything. I didn't. No, you know exactly what you're doing. We're all adults here. If you want smoke, say that. But uh, don't just start shooting. Don't just start shooting in the air like fucking boys in the hood. Right. You're just shooting in the air to be shooting because you're trying to scare some people. Somebody gonna point that bitch at you. All right, so here we go. Hold on one second. Uh, let me Play that shit, Wood. Play them shits, bitch. Now. For some of you, this may very well be your first live AEW show. If this is your second time, I very much appreciate you because if memory serves me correctly, last time we were here for a Halloween spectacle. where we saw the elite against Jack Evans on Helico, and um, he was, he was here before, he's, he's a fucking jerk. I swear, he could literally be in the crowd right now, in the, front, in the front row, with a box on his head, and I wouldn't be able to recognize the guy. That's not even cool. That's, that's Long story short, it's always a pleasure to be performing in front of you fellows. 
And I thought, hey, with a main, main, with a rare main event slot tonight, I might as well take the microphone and say a couple words to you guys because I've been gone for quite some time. And if I do it in this format, I don't have to worry about how much time I take. I don't have to worry about how tired or hurt I am. I can just speak to you guys like a normal human being. That translation, I like to hear myself talking. You're going to suffer through this shit. Because really, that's all I am. To a format. So for the past seven, eight, nine months or whatever it's been, it's been pretty grueling. Many times I question myself. Am I really going to be able to come back to AEW and perform at the level of these professional wrestlers? And certainly, it's going to take me a while to catch up to these guys. It might be a while before I'm able to challenge for a singles title again. But this very much is a work in progress, and I'm very glad that all of you are joining me on this journey. Don't get it confused, however. I'm not a good guy. I might even cheat to win every now and then. But one thing that I will say is when we're in this ring, you're getting a genuine Young Bucks, Katie Omega, and Elite performance from the genuine Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. We're not pretending to be somebody that we're not. We're not a tribute act. We're not a parody. We're not selfish. And we're not in this for selfish means and for selfish gains. Um, I'm sorry. Who's he talking about when he says we're not a parody act? Who's he trying to shoot slugs at, Wood? My guess is Danhausen. No, no. FTR. Oof. Let me rephrase that. Who's he shooting slugs at, Suave? <laughs> Suave, Suave C- just sneezed. CMFTR. Because mm. you you know the whole thing about they look at they look to Bret Hart for the approval about how good or or you know what needs work on wrestling match. They basically use him as like their their Buddha. And yeah, the 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 tribute act. It's like. Midnight Express. Yep. <laughs> the funny part was when he's like, "We're not a parody. We're not. We're not a parody or a tribute act." What is the what? But what, but what the, the what did the Bullet Club start as? I was about to say, where'd they get too sweet from? The the, the selfish. Shit. Oh Snow! Did you know how they got the name the Elite? Oh, or where man. or where the name Elite originates from? Go ahead and blow my mind. Bullshit! You're not. Now, I I did get this from Cornette, so let me cite my source. Listening to that, he's reading. Before uh, you start saying this, let me preface this with fuck Jim Cornette. Okay, continue. Wow. What did he do to you? He cut you off in traffic? Dude, I've told y'all before, haven't I? He's one of three people in the world who have me blocked on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, the other other two is my bitter-ass ex and Baron Corbin. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Jeez, bro. But... (laughs) <laughs> Do better, Cornette. Tony. <laughs> Cornette's reading like old paperwork he has because he throws away nothing. And these are like submitted notes from. He's uh, got receipts from when he picked up pictures from CVS 25 years ago. Bing bong. So 
on these notes from Vince Russo, which I I never looked to quote Vince Russo. Bro, 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 bro. bro. That that that's when I quote Vince Russo when I say bro, and I usually say bro. But he's pitching ideas, and in these ideas, the original name for DX was the Elite. No way. No fucking way. I, I, bullshit I bullshit you not. I call bullshit. I bull I bullshit you not. I will send you the episode Wood, and the timestamp. Wood, get trips on the line, Wood. I know you got to connect. You get those drops all the time. Get trips on Here's the line. It's too late. He ain't gonna answer you with the babies. Don't do that. Don't disturb <laughs> that man while he's trying to parent. My office hours are <laughs> from nine to fucking five. But I Dude, bullshit like, you not. Did, did Teddy tell y'all that story on here or was that have I told y'all that where Teddy told that Dusty? story about when Stephanie McMahon called Dusty Rhodes on the weekend? No. no. Oh, man. Okay, so Teddy loves Dusty. Dusty was the one that gave Teddy his first job in the business. Big Dust. And they were in catering one day and Dusty comes up to Teddy and he goes, Teddy Long. Listen, Teddy Long. Because he always <laughs> called him by both of his names. Teddy Long. You know that Stephanie McMahon, she called me on Saturday. And she don't understand Saturday. That's on the weekend. And weekend means the week is ended. The week is over, baby. You don't call Dusty Rhodes on the weekend. Call yeah. me on Monday, baby. Yes, sir. Thwack Love em, it. baby. Thwack him. Thwack him, thwack him. Weekend means the, wind is o- the week is over, baby. The, what the week doing? is over, baby. It's it's time for it's time for thwackums and big time watches, baby. We out here living life. You need to get from behind the desk and live your life. Where's my Cadillac with the Longhorn steers on the front of it? I'm trying to go see about something. (laughs) Make something fake over here, baby. Uh, (laughs) You 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 want to hear the rest of this bullshit or no? No, I just need that's good enough. Like you, that's what I keep saying. Like. These slugs are being shot back and forth, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Adam Page slapped somebody in the club. And when they got outside, the people they slapped popped the trunk. And when you popped the trunk, hit the deck. John Wayne couldn't even stand the rain of the tech. John Wick 4 is coming out later this year. John Wick 4. Hey, look, CM Punk out here shooting like John Wick. But, like, okay, okay, listen, Suave, if you had to pick one person to have your back, would it be? Would it be? Fucking, oh man! Would it, be, would it be Keanu Reeves from John Wick, or would it be Liam Neeson from Tooken? I mean, Taken. <laughs> he said Tooken. <laughs> I'm gonna take John Wick. I think he got he got better joint movements. But Liam Neeson has a certain <laughs> set of skills, bro. He does, but he's also kind of rigid around the hip flexor. And there and there, there's a there's a discrepancy in age there too. I, I'm going with Keanu. And, and and we've seen him work with knives. We know his pistol game is unmatched. And he got so, connections. Yeah, he got he got some old connections. He can always go to the Continental where you can't run up on him no way. I mean, I, I feel like John Wick has a few more things at his disposal I'm to a, make I'm him a, successful. I'm gonna bless y'all with something, man. You're talking about pistol game and gunplay. There was a mo- there was a movie in the early 2000s starring a young Christian Bale called Equilibrium. Check that shit out. Just trust me. Bet anything that has a whole lot of gunfire, I'm I'm for. I whole need lot, another whole, fucking Equalizer movie, bro. Whole, whole, bro, a whole lot of gun shit. Suave Equilibrium. Trust me. Bow bow bow. 
I am a fan of gunfire. You're talking world. more gun shit than a battle rap. Damn, yeah, that's a lot. Gun bars are plentiful in the United States. Oh, I saw, I saw the little thing switch to Woods thing. I thought he was going to bless us with some gun bars real quick. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought he was going to contribute with some, a clip or two. Keep that thing on me. But, yeah, like, I, I don't... Okay, people watching wrestling and hearing these things and, and trying to take sides based on bullshit reports that you read from people who are just guessing like you are. Just know, like, the shit you do on Twitter, you can't do in real life when people can touch you. It just doesn't work that way. Like, that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some inflammatory shit, and before you can respond, I'm gonna block you, so now I don't have to, I don't have to deal with the consequence, the consequences of my actions. That, or, and that, that, and I'll add an addendum to it, sir, and that is, whenever you put something on the internet, man, it's forever, dude. Like if I had if I had a dollar for every time someone made a post about or I saw a news story about such and such posted on Twitter and the tweet has since been deleted. But see, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter if you delete that shit. Once you put it out there, it's out there, man. The internet's forever. Somebody going to screenshot it. Somebody somebody knows how to hack your history. Like. That's, you have to be more discerning. Choose your words carefully. SJ Briscoe. Mm. He's still dealing with some shit that he apologized for a decade the internet ago. Is forever. There, there are people who have gotten more active in the last three years than he's been able to be active in the last ten years of something he's apologized for and something that these people haven't even addressed. That's public knowledge. Not going to name any names, but yeah, Jay Briscoe deserves better. And we, we did a whole show on on this whole Jay Briscoe situation. The internet and Wu Tang is forever. I'm telling you guys, I uh, just like I promised, just like I told Paul Steen, one day I get Slim Thug at his club. One day I'm getting the Briscoes on this show, and we gonna have a sit whole down. lot of fucking gang shit. We, we gonna, gonna we, we gonna, gonna have we gonna sit down for real on that one. Um, a lot of fucking gang shit. Sure, brokenbcbc at gmail.com. That's at brokenbcbc on all things social. At brokenbcbc on what? Everything. 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 Ever, ever, everything. Ever, ever, damn, time, damn, thing. Slowing it down for you. Uh, now we can we can do this. Tony Snow, we appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? As always. Next week. Can't ban the snowman. Next week, please join hey, us. Hey, for hey, you. Hey, it's all love, but let's do this right. September 17th. Yeah. Bubba's Brewhouse, yep. Durant, Oklahoma. Come check it out. Texoma Pro Wrestling Live. Shane Taylor, the Red River Champion, will be in action. A whole lot of gang shit at the Snow after party. DJ fucking Tony Snow, Broken Pencil Booking Company. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. Come see us as all of the members of Voltron assemble at once. You know what I'm saying? The cars are the lions. Yes. <laughs> I'll take it. Swab, take it to the house. <laughs> We're gonna be raffling off cattle. Um, some somebody might win a free trip to Aruba. I'm walking out the JBL's uh, theme. <laughs> and I'm taking somebody home by God. Let's go. My hey, it's talking to somebody. Hey, hey, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to that woman who has poured her love into listen, your cup. Listen, baby, don't make me drive the Cadillac up there to Oklahoma if you will. Don't mess up your baby. good thing, baby. Listen, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, baby, don't mess up your good thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, stop saying inflammatory statements to people if you don't expect shit to happen. Let me find out you leaving us leaving the show with a fucking moral. What is this? Uh, you, you gonna sing a song for you or some shit? What's this? Bill no, Cosby it's like Cosby Jerry Springer's My Final Thought. Stop <laughs> stepping on my shit, senior citizen. Twitter <laughs> fingers turn to trigger fingers. Wow. Got track meat dope over here. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped on and ran through. <laughs> Man, just, just zip your track suit up so you don't get no chest cold. We're talking ass. about we talking about final thoughts and getting ran through. <laughs> Yikes! Hey yo! <laughs> hey yo! Listen! <laughs> listen! So look, no tampering. Why you, if you're gonna tamper with anyone's contract, why are you gonna tamper with Chris Jericho, who's like 75 years old? And at the I'm end, just, I'm just I'm ready for him to go. I'm ready for him to go. Take a break and come back. Let's see if it'll work later. Right now, listen. Like when when Chris listen. Jericho. Listen, um, when Chris Jericho was was back in one of his early WWE runs, you remember when he disappeared for a while and he started Fozzie the first time, and they were Fozzie Osborne at mm-hmm. the fir- at first. Yep. Like, and then and then when he finally came back, how he had so much of an impact. I'm ready for him to leave. I can't miss you if you don't go away. It's time. It is fucking time. Leave. Cut your hair again. Rejuvenate. Come up with some new shit. This. This is like you're on the verge of go. No, and not on the verge. You have already arrived to go away. He, he's the, Jer- he, he, the Jericho he, Appreciation Society. The Jericho Appreciation Society is right up there with when when Ted DiBiase was making Nikolai Volkov put on tights with a penny mark on the side. The like million dollar corporation. No, bro. He, he's walking his career backwards, bro. Like, because he he's been all the way up to with the pain maker. Now he's doubt. I don't even talk about the fucking wizard, but now he's doubted all the way back to uh, Lionheart. Lionheart. Have I have never been so let down for a Brian Danielson match? Like I don't want this because they're gonna find a way to drag this shit out for six months, and Jericho's gonna get the final win. I don't want this. Why? We're fighting for custody of Daniel Garcia. <laughs> But beside the tampering shit is what we yeah J- Jim Ross on the uh, on AEW Dynamite during the Will Osprey United Empire match said that AEW should sign this kid. Okay, what's the problem? The problem Jim is Ross- there was an email that was sent out by Tony Khan <laughs> about uh, to WWE about tampering. Well, look, as far as we know, Jim Ross is not in a decision-making role as far as talent is concerned. He's literally there as on-air talent as a commentator. Him saying that don't mean shit. <laughs> All it means is I like this guy. We should have more of him. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. But, but here's what here's why this tampering shit is so stupid. Now, New Japan, I understand because they they don't they don't do funny haha. It's either either you in or you out. So if you if you gonna fuck up and talk that shit, they gonna send you a sternly worded email because they don't play them games. But over here in America, America, Jack. You know how stupid it is to send that email to talk about tampering when literally your entire fucking roster has friends on the other side and vice versa. You realize they can tamper without using one person who's getting paid as an employee. They can tamper with a with an independent contractor. And at that point, it's not fucking tampering. If Cody sends a text message to anybody about 
what do you, you know, how much longer you got? Or what's a number that would make you jump? Can't do shit about it. It's two friends talking. And that shit goes both ways. Think about when Kevin Owens was in his, his renegotiation situation. I guarantee you he spoke with any one of his friends in AEW about what numbers can I expect? Suave, so do you think that Cody has spoken with MJF then? I'm certain of it. <laughs> do you think that it what, what is MJF going to show up at All Out or is MJF going to show up in WWE soon? Is he going to be cooled off until his contract's up? What's happening with MJF? Kanos would be very, very, very wise to drop out to make him come back. Because at this point, if I'm MJF sitting at home and reading the sheets and just looking at all the shit that's going on in AEW's locker room, is that somewhere I want to come back and work? Mm. When I can when I can go make this money with Stanford, who can pay me just as much, if not more, than Kanos is willing to pay me. And now Uncle Trips is in charge. I ain't even dealing with Old Man River no more. And you know Triple H is about that turn up life. He gonna let you say whatever the fuck you want to as long as you don't curse, get them kicked off TV, or get them sued. When when MJF pulled his shit with that work shoot promo, and everyone was saying he's gonna go to WWE, you know the one thing that I kept telling people, like, there's no way he's gonna do it? I said, he's being insubordinate as fuck, and Vince ain't gonna play that shit. Well, you know what? Vince ain't around no more, guys. The, he's around in spirit he's around physically but he ain't around the decision making and you can tell by what's going on on TV right now when we, there's people that when there's people that Vince actively let go because he wasn't interested anymore now they're back to getting spotlight roles on television Gargano made it on Monday Night Raw that, that's his you could buy himself end it. Listen, Gargano, Gargano made it on Monday Night Raw by himself as the anchor of the third hour which is the worst viewership hour ever and they are going to put someone on there who's going to try to boost things Gargano was in the prime spot on Monday Night Raw and he was somebody that Vince got rid of not as a manager not as a commentator not as a backstage interviewer as a fucking wrestler and he said wrestler so tell me Max don't don't want to double down and say, you know what? I'm going to just sit down and ride this out. Pause. On the flip side, though, happy birthday. Happy, happy 77 to the genetic jackhammer himself, Mr. Kennedy McMahon. Happy birthday, Dave Chappelle. Facts. There, look, at, look at this. Active. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that, don't don't play that tampering game. Don't start sending those, those emails because that shit's just not only is it petty, it's a waste of bandwidth. Because you open Pandora's box about suing somebody for tampering, I guarantee you people's phone records are going to start getting sequestered. They you don't, don't want to read them text messages. They don't need to do it. They don't need to. For the past 20 years, WWE has had a stranglehold on the world of sports entertainment slash pro wrestling. The whole Wednesday Night Wars didn't mean dick. Okay, Damn. sure, AEW won against NXT. That doesn't matter, man. That was AEW's main roster going against WWE's second string. like Third they, string, their developmental territory. For real. So, like, it doesn't... WWE messing around with AEW is like my cat, Doobie, playing around with a mouse before he kills it. <laughs> Shout out to Doobie. Hey, uh, no, Doobie question, right question I'm going to bounce off the wall. Since we, we bringing back all my children and shit, over under uh 60 percent no over under 51 percent velveteen dream ends up back on tv as well. Ooh. 
I'm probably going to save him for the Rumble. Well, you know, there's been a ton of freaking rumblings the past three days about Bray Wyatt getting close to a deal. And I, then there's I that. think I think that deal's already in place. It's just a matter of when's the best time to, to drop the hammer. If Kano's been in the mood to spend all this money to acquire talent, why did you not lock that up? I now don't, trips now you don't let the you don't let the climate in Stanford change. So now you got instead of having people pick between freedom and, and being controlled, they're <laughs> picking they're yeah, right, freedom or death. You're picking freedom with no structure versus some new shit. Some new shit. We some new, some new, new shit. shit. Like, it's just new shit. You don't even know what it's going to be. You don't know what WrestleMania 39 is going to look like now. Like, it might be a completely different animal. Did you guys talk about our uh, trips cleaned house with WWE UK or NXT UK yet? Did y'all talk about that? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. We talked about it last week. How uh, it's no longer WWE or NXT UK is now going to be NXT uh, Europe, effect, <laughs> effective January 2023. Are you think they're actually going to develop that shit, or is it going to go by the side just like Raw Underground did? Trips got plans to get into India, so yeah, it's probably gonna be a thing. Yeah, there's there are people setting up shop in India, and I think that's where Jinder Mahal is, posted up, chilling. So yeah, everybody I'm, wants I'm, to find them a seven foot six Indian that can chop somebody into oblivion, man. Well, SmackDown has Shanky, <laughs> and he's a face well, now. Well, well, where's Veer at? Is Veer still coming? Pause. Fear, fear Veer. Wow, Fear Veer. He's on Mondays. Veer's taking speech classes. So he's not coming anymore. Whoa, whoa. I, I was never in charge when he got here. He's coming for like eight months, though. The guy has stamina. He's going to dehydrate <laughs> at some point. Oh, you, you can't lose that much, that many bodily fluids and still be okay. Seriously, every Monday we got a promo. Veer is coming. Veer is coming. Veer is coming. I'm like, his, his fucking Lyft driver was terrible. Okay, only only for him to show up in the one place we did not expect to see him being the whole tire, entire time. Because, bitch. Texas. Texas. <laughs> God. All right, That's a perfect place for a seven foot tall Indian to debut, right? <laughs> Like Randy Moss back in 98 When it's rating should've been in 98 I'm on all mad and about all action Not at all capping, summarizing on Mighty Cray Leave a boy in the dust like he running place Anybody you choose to put in the way Gon' become my little baby like Danny Lane Swap October Fest, it's a celebrate Try to foot race Tyree Hill That's exactly how you versus me feel And I'm quick on the drop to speed kill They are just plain, I am jet plane They won't change lanes when I'm playing Jane I'm the same, same with the same aim Make them bells sing when my name rang Dang, I thought Coach was gonna let you show out with the game Mainless me is a DMP So as you can see, I ain't playing no games Covered in flames, Denzel, man on fire You don't recognize who I am? I'm the quote go, just older though Started off as a CD lamb